0: Thanks for checking this podcast out, Fly Racing Racer X Podcast. I'm Steve Mathis, but you probably knew that already. Thank you to the folks at Race Tech. Pulp twenty twenty two is a code to save with Race Tech. Uh, get your motor work done there. Get suspension work done. If you're a local motor shop and you want to, um, you know, have somebody do your work for you, uh, they'll sign NDAs and they've got all the cool CNC machines and stuff to do all the work that you need to on four stroke heads. Get your suspension serviced seals bushings all of that uh love your bike it'll love you back and you can say by telling them you listen to pulp mx racetech.com there's racetech service centers all across america get the right spring rate for god's sake thank you to the folks at racetech also all balls racing whether it's uh the vertex pistons whether it's a hot rods whether it's a hot cams they have a whole bunch of parts under All Balls Racing, carburetor rebuild kits, just to name a few things. If you're building up your bike, if you want to uh, um, get some aftermarket parts that work really well at a good price, go to allballsracing.com. Check out what those guys have. And, yeah, basically they have bikes in a box. They literally have bikes in a box. They have uh, all the parts you need to rebuild your motorcycle, two strokes, four strokes, all of that. allballsracing.com. Please check it out. All right, onto the show.
1: A Pulp MX Network Production.
2: Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires, Renthal, Motosport.com, and Kuba Links on racerxonline.com. With your continuing gracious support of our sponsors, we're thriving at over 1,800 podcasts delivered with over 20 million downloads. Click the Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original moto podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews, race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's the voice bringing it all to you, Steve Mathis.
0: Thank you for listening to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast. Thanks for the support of Fly Racing over the years. You look at Shane McElrath winning the uh, World Supercross title. And you look at Justin Brayton winning the Aussie Supercross title. Zach Osborne just signed up for a GNCC year wearing Fly Racing. RJ Hampshire jalique swole and those guys are going to be in fly racing as well and the rockstar energy husqvarna guys lots to talk about when it comes to fly racing i urge you to check out the formula helmets it's in my opinion it's the safest helmet around look at the technology used look at all the things that the guys at fly racing have going on thank you to those guys for coming on board the podcast all the gear yeah fits great it's all got specific designs and uh, purposes so please check out flyracing.com they have casual wear as well and uh yeah next time you're in the line for some gear and you've trying to think about what to wear? Check out Fly Racing, man. Um get it at motorsport.com or your local dealer. So, Renthal as well, renthal.com over there in the UK. You know the name, you know the great products that those guys make, whether it's uh, Monster Energy Kawasaki, Factory Honda, Red Bull KTM, Renthal is on there. And the sprockets, the chains, the bars, the grips, it's fantastic stuff. If you've raced for a long time or ridden dirt bikes for a long time, and you listen to this. I guarantee you, you use Renthal somewhere along the lines. Cloth bar pads are out as well for the vintage look. So please check out uh, Renthal.com for more information on that. And uh, we appreciate those guys coming on board. Uh, Maxis tires, UTV tires, dirt bike tires, light truck tires, trailer tires. maxis.com for more information on that. A-Ray and Kate put them in the main events, so you know that they work pretty good. McGrath puts his name behind it. Maxxis.com. Uh, I use the Minion mountain bike tires, so look into that if you're looking for a mountain bike tire. The Minions are great. Thank you to Maxis uh, for making this show happen and, among other things, on our network. This is Jamie Ellis from Twisted Development talking about um, ah, a little bit of business work. He's had some stuff come up on social media lately for his business. He was in Vegas. We went for an e-bike ride, so I thought I'd drag him into the studio and talk about some stuff. Interesting guy, really smart guy, and uh, he's got a long background in racing, and he does good work, um, as judged by known amateurs and pros that use Twisted Development for their motor mods so thank you to twisted uh developments jamie ellis for coming on board cobalinks motorsport.com we'll talk about more about them later in the show but motorsport.com go through the banner if you can Links lowering suspension link use the code pulpamex to save at Links. and uh, again we'll talk more about that later and then also after jamie ellis there's a little surprise for everybody uh a couple of key people behind uh pulpamex over the years uh were in las vegas and so we decided to go down some memory lane with those guys all right, on the show. Thanks for listening. All right, everybody, as promised, here in studio in the uh, Pulpamex Studios in Las Vegas after a, a nice uh, e-bike ride. You've heard of Twisted Development. They are doing uh, so many motors and and so many uh, podiums and wins, amateur scene, pro scene, whatever it is. And I did a podcast with this uh, gentleman not that long ago about his path to Twisted Development and maybe being one of the most influential motor builders in the pits. But we got some other topics to touch on today on the uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast here, and uh, I'm stoked to have sitting across from me, Jamie Ellis. What's up, man? How are you?
3: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I just uh, got back from a big e-bike ride. Yeah, what'd you think? I thought it was amazing. <laughs> that um, that Taser really makes it easy to ride, and yeah. it was super fun. So I like how are you... Were we up there for about an hour?
0: Hour and 20, yeah. Yeah, it was good. I like how you told me right away, you're like, look, man, I just mostly ride in Boost. You sound like Parabinos. <laughs> you sound like Parabinos. I just mostly ride in Boost.
3: It's like my opinion of e-biking is the you can go further faster, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah. it's, it's closer to riding a dirt bike. <laughs> right. Right. And right. you know, if you hit the turns harder and whatever and there'll be all the naysayers with the arguments on, Oh, it's yeah. not a workout, but I mean, I had a great time. Yeah. And if it's I'm not supposed to have a good time, I, I did. <laughs> so it was a lot of fun.
0: No, thanks for doing it. Thanks for coming up to Vegas and everything else. Now we did a uh, sort of a life of Jamie Ellis. You work at rockstar energy, uh, KTM Suzuki for a long time. Uh, KTM as well. Factory KTM. Uh, we did a podcast about sort of, twisted and the roots of that and everything else so uh that's not going to be this podcast so check that out though it's really interesting um and uh, an interesting look at a guy um like when i say most influential one of the most influential motor builders in our sport today you really are you you don't have a huge ego but it's got to be cool to think about yourself like that
3: yeah it's it's super cool and it's 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 very rewarding you know we get to hang out and build engines for a lot of the fastest guys in the sport so having that connectivity of doing the trackside tuning and all that is is what i love the most so it's been really fun to get these bikes up and going and
0: yeah um so big things for you guys in the fact uh just just dropped ken Roxon to the uh twisted uh progressive suzuki HEP team um this is a 450 supercross winner this is a guy that's an all-timer and um yeah you got your you got some fun ahead of you right like look we all watch Kenny ride. He's not very hard on a motor. He knows how to ride a, a four-stroke maybe better than anybody as far as what how you should ride one. Um, but he, this is going to be cool for you to get some development, get some feedback, and, and all of that, huh?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Because it's like whenever we started this business, you know, we had just come off of winning a championship with Jason Anderson mm-hmm. for Rockstar KTM. And then the year before that, we were Rockstar Suzuki whenever Davy Millsaps was, like, king of the world for that whole yeah, Supercross series. It, yep. and, um, and, you know, we had a cow path to the podium. Like, you'd see the same people, you know, like, oh, hey, how are you? And, you know, you're yep. just, like, high-fiving and <laughs> going that way. And so starting the company um, set me back as far as connection to the podium. And it's only aligning with good teams and people like that. We've, we've actually kind of, like, dude, it's freaking awesome. Like, it's Ken Yeah, uh, I've been a fan of him since he's come over. Um, I was – you know still close to KTM at the time when he came over as a young kid and he just seemed like that guy that mm-hmm. would sit there and and want to stay at the shop late night and and watch the guys work and pound a bunch of Red Bulls <laughs> and he just loved love 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 <laughs> yeah. riding and so so to kind of connect with him and, and see what the vision that I thought of him as a young kid and watch him ride and train and and get ready riding this new RMZ 450 um it's been really fun to see how refreshingly awesome he loves motorcycles
0: and how much of a fan he is of the sport to this day i can vouch because i'm close to the situation i've got some good sources i can vouch for the fact that he was kind of just humoring hep by going up there and trying it his heart was set on the firepower honda it's a bike he knows well he won paris on it he'd been doing well the world supercrosses and i can say without a doubt that he was really impressed with the Suzuki HEP bike blown out blown away by how good the bike was, and things ramped up quickly from there, and I think that's in a testament obviously to the team and to the chassis and suspension guys, but also to your motor. Kenny loved the bike
3: yeah it was it, it felt that way too because I yeah
0: were you there yeah I, oh. I, I flew up oh you the did, test. oh wow, it's yeah, like big big guns are going in and okay. i'm
3: going to go one step further okay, the, the pipes are pretty clever, right yep, the owner of the HEP team, and he has a buddy that has his own private plane mm-hmm. and picked me up right there from the French Valley airport. Like oh. literally, if you know where our shop is, they fly over our shop yep. every day yep. on a training instructional touch and goes brr, brr, like yep. right over the shop. Uh-huh. And so that was my first time ever to get to fly out of the French Valley airport. And I flew right into Madeira, right where their shop is. It was like yeah. pretty surreal <laughs> experience. You know, like I'm on a private plane yeah. I'm flying to yeah. test with Ken Roxon. This is like, man, right, right. this is, this is winning. So also, was, I didn't
0: know you were there. So yeah, you can, Kenny was blown away. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and and we all felt the same, you know. Like obviously we felt we had a good bike mm-hmm. and everybody's trying super hard. Uh Dave Cruz and doing the suspension yep. now through show and stuff like that. So um the, the the chassis is arguably at its best point ever. The engine, we uh we have a really good package that we feel confident in that has the right amount of power, right amount of torque. Um we sh- we actually have a really high horsepower high elevation motor that we're going to introduce this year. So that's kind of a cool topic. Mm-hmm. Uh we did that back with The RMZ 450 and Millsaps, you know, that was my favorite race of the year dating back to that series with I think it was Dungey, Villapoto and Millsaps. It was like a three way battle at Salt Lake. It was like all time record for me. Yeah. Awesome race of the year. It was great. And so we're going to do that and um, and overall just fly up there, do the whole test. So we were all just kind of looking at each other and, and Kenny's comments were just so positive. Yeah. And, you know, we're just like, man, is this guy just this nice? Or does he just love the motorcycle this much? <laughs> and then you hear him talk to everyone else, like, and you're kind of, like, listening still. And he's like, oh, yeah, he's
0: just going on about how how much he likes it. So it was, like, really a cool experience. Yeah, yeah I don't know if, before the test, if you had put HEPs off. Well, I, I talked to somebody really close to him. And they had told me that they gave HEP a 10% chance of signing him. Yeah. And then... The, the mood changed quickly so props to you guys and their team yeah, for, for making that bike work but yeah this is uh this is a more of a spotlight on twisted than maybe you've ever had i mean look like i said you you go to a lot of motors and you've made a lot of podiums with twisted and done some good things but this is this is ken Roxon. this is like the world's watching him yeah yeah oh yeah 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 no it's so, exciting yeah absolutely um look i i also make fun of the suzuki because of the kickstart uh I, you know realistically though as i wrote or i said somewhere like it doesn't really matter the 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 if you stall it then it'll you need to kickstart it but how often do they stall it and a you could put a recluse in it and never stall it so there's the kickstart doesn't mean anything we just make fun of it but it really doesn't affect the bike suzuki itself brand new in 18 i believe yep. Uh, 19 yep um and i rode one i had one before i got a yamaha uh, i just i want you you're smarter about motors than i am this bike can be as fast and as good as ken Roxon wants it there there's no this rmz is not going to hold ken back right i mean that's this is i just want you to talk about that a little bit because i feel like you know the suzuki is it is a little out of date it does have the kickstarter motor's fine
3: yeah no the the motor is actually a very solid foundation of that bike um and once again we have a lot of experience building that same engine so if we um, if, if anybody ever wanted more power, it would be very easy to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really an adult decision to land on the amount of horsepower that you want in the 450 class. It's more going to be about power management than mm-hmm. it is just raw, sheer power. Um, the only 450s that we really get to go for would probably be like mile flat track bikes, yep. um, snow bikes. Those are fun, yeah. make fast. But if we try to introduce any two of those applications into a Supercross environment, it's going to be too much power for what is. So, you know, as, as a rider, you need to ride ahead of the handlebars. You need to be able to look ahead, give it the gas and not obviously go backwards and and get tired and ride that way. So it's, like I said, it's just an adult conversation to have like, Hey man, is this bike good for your application?
0: But the Suzuki is, is, Fine as any of them.
3: We can make it way too fast. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, if we're making a Miles Suzuki, it it won't be fun to ride.
0: Right, Supercross. right. Um, so you know, again, they get a bad rap, but the bike's fine. Kenny can win on it. I, I've I 100 I believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know, we'll see how he goes from here. Winning a championship is another story. Kenny's had some ups and downs. We've all known that. I'm not sure I would put him even top three to win a championship because of other issues, but nothing to do with the RMZ 450. Well, and. Yeah.
3: And sometimes, you know, when you're backed against the wall, you perform the best. Yeah. Um, you know, Ken didn't have a factory to go to Um. in this situation. So, like you said, that uh, Uri Vkonsky does a great job with those yep. Hondas, Firepower Hondas. And I think that that would have been a good home for him as well. But yeah. I think, like you said, he was just overly surprised on how good the bike was. It almost caught him off guard, too. Yeah.
0: So now, the RMZ 250, a little behind the times, but everyone's chasing a Yamaha in that class right now, and, and yeah. you can make them fine. Troll Train's bikes looked good when he was there. Yeah. Are they the best, fastest motor out there? I don't think so, but I also don't think an RMZ 250 you can point to it and be like, that's why I didn't win. You know what I mean? I don't think that. I don't think that's the case. Yeah, I mean,
3: if you look at the starts, you're going to see RMZ 250s up front. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it's annoying to everybody else that whenever those guys get really good starts. <laughs> Um, even outdoors with the deep you know yeah. we they've been up there the barx guys got great starts yep. most of the year last year um it's 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 about obviously displacement size uh and working within what you have yeah and and that bike arguably once again the platform is pretty close to what we've been building for a really mm-hmm. long time so the um, the cam profiles all that stuff like you c- that is one of the most massageable bikes you can you can have a whole ton of industry leading bottom end mm mm-hmm. And to the point where that's going to be really hard to get out of the starting gate, you're going to fight that you're torque g- yeah. nonstop. So over the past years, we've been reducing some of the bottom end and moving it more towards the top. So that's kind of fun. Like whenever you build a, a 250, you want to build them as fast as you can everywhere. So you just go right. f- go for whatever you can yeah. get. Right? A little more
0: fun right for you. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. So that bike, you know, you could put a bunch of bottom into it and then you could sacrifice some of that to mm-hmm. get good top end. Right. So that's that's kind of where we've landed with the RMZ 250 at this point is um appetite for good starts. Like most of the best bikes are going to get good starts whenever they are high horsepower and low torque. Mm-hmm. Um and then whenever yep. the torque becomes manageable in the start, that's the best application because obviously you're doing threes out of turns and yep. you need that yep. To, yep. to to get you going. So was,
0: you know you need it to get your elbow out too over top of a guy, right? That's uh, right. Um, so that that's a big part of it. Does now you don't have to? You can get into this as much as you want or as little as you want. But does your deal with HEP change uh, on Ken Roxon and and all that? Like does anything change or does do you have to now? commit to being at every race you know what i mean like the, the 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 things step up for twisted i mean you do good work anyways and you're going to work to give kenny the best platform he can there are other riders Brandon hartraft and and even Ansty when he was there they had some success um but does this change your your uh commitment level let's say i think it's a living organism you know like we're gonna have to
3: adapt with whatever needs to happen yeah um i'm such a fan of the sport i want to be at most all of the races anyway so it's it's a benefit mm-hmm. that i want to go yep um, I want to have that feeling of racing and 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 watch these guys do what they can do at the highest level. It's like there's no better feeling whenever yeah. that actually works out. So, um, I mean, I'm going to be at the races as much as I've been in the past, and um, if I can make it to any more, I'm I'm right. looking to
0: make it uh, to
3: more of them. So,
0: um, I don't see like your low Like, um, look, um, we'll get into some some controversy here lately uh, with Tw- twisted stuff. But do you? Um, I don't like. Everyone pays for their motor service, right? It all depends on what they want and everything else. But do you go like, hey, if you put this big of a logo on your shroud, uh, I'll do this much for free. Like, does any of that barter system happen uh, with you? Because I feel like Twisted's on some bikes, a lot of bikes, but not in a very huge way.
4: Well.
3: And, and and situationally, anytime you go into any project, you know, you have to budget it to where you can even afford to pay attention. Um, we're not at such a financial situation where we are the big machine, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're a relatively really small company that tries really hard. So if we don't go into the project with something that we can afford, mm-hmm. well, then we can't afford to participate and we can't afford to sponsor. We can't do all that. So yep. um, maybe in the future, things may change financially. Uh, right now, it's just more or less like, with the connection we have to these teams, we're providing a quality service um, and the ones that promote us with a bigger logo or, or go harder in the marketing for us and stuff like that, we're able to do more for them. But ultimately it's like, it's always going to be the divide on how much money can you bring in to offset doing something else? Yep, you know? Yep, so yep. it's like how many amateur customers do I need to take on to afford to sponsor a pro team? Like this just not really, yep. maybe in the past that's the way people have been able to do it. If, You know, they were financially well off, Mm -hmm. Uh, but we're actually actively working hard for what we're doing. So it's it's not really a a bigger logo, cheaper deal. Yeah, nothing like that. Right.
0: I just like, yeah, I don't see twisted like, you know, like with Roxanne, you may if some people may be like, hey, man, you know, can we get Roxanne twisted logo on the jersey and I'll give you, you know, whatever. You know what I mean? But yeah. So
3: I I guess to to tell you back, like in the situation of agreements, right, going into these deals that are made. I didn't push, I didn't ask for our logos to go on Roxanne's Jersey, yeah. right? And yeah. if you see all the stuff, our logo's there. So that's a team being really smart and yeah. engaging me by giving me right. that logo right. space. And I'm apt to obviously show up more often and yeah. help contribute yeah. more and do stuff like that. Yeah. So. um
0: And you get all the free Twisted Tea you can drink? I have not gotten all, I'm, I'm <laughs> waiting for a pallet, I think. <laughs> it's going to eventually
3: show up with the amount of work we've right. been doing. But. Um, uh,
0: so one of the things, Kiefer and I were talking on the December 6th Pulp Show. Uh, unfortunately um, this is the negative side of the sport and I've been there as a fellow mechanic and I've had my stomach drop out at at times watching things break on a motorcycle and a rider get injured or a rider crash and for you uh, unfortunately you had Carson Mumford twisted bike Garrett Marchbanks twisted bike and Brandon Hartraff twisted bike twisted motors um, crash and get hurt and you know social media being what it is I got more uh, DMs and texts and whatever about i 'm a stay can you believe the suzuki's Suzukis and i 'm just like, stop it like there's so many things that could happen in a motorcycle I mean I again, I was a mechanic for a long time seen a lot of things fail that shouldn 't have failed, but there is no doubt there was a link put together with that that twisted development did these motors, and these riders that they broke and the riders got hurt um that 's not to say it 's your fault, but this is what we live in this day, and I know you if, you know, as close as you are to these racers it sucks um did you feel some of that heat did you get it i mean you know you've obviously analyzed all the parts that have broken on these bikes and looked at what they were some of them are oem parts you know how do you handle something like that
3: so it's it's uh it, it's situation by situation um in all three of those instances uh let's say parts that failed um there's a lot of moving parts that go into an engine and all of those three writers that you mentioned are my buddies, yeah, right? Like right. I'm, I'm really close with yep. them. I'm, I'm intimate with them. We text, we talk. I, um, I'm there for them when they need me at their highest of highs and their lowest of lows. Um, so it, it is very difficult. It's like gut wrenching and, yeah, and you know, you want to scream to the world like, Hey, it wasn't me. Yeah. You know? And then yeah. that's yeah. like your knee jerk reaction. But whenever you put your business hat on, you can't, you can't do that, you know, because all of these teams have sponsors and relationships yep. and stuff that they have yep. to take care of. And it's not right. really my place to air out anyone's dirty laundry. Yep. Um, so instances like that are of the worst. It's like, you know, a situation like that can make you wonder what you're doing with your life. <laughs> yeah. And why are yeah. you still doing this? And it's this sport is dangerous. Part of the reason why
0: I'm not a mechanic anymore, man. Yeah.
3: And, and, and in, in the same... Token, you know, like my son, he's nine years old. He loves motorcycling. He loves bicycles. He loves it all. And I always just try to tell him, I'm like, hey, buddy, you know, this is a very dangerous sport. Yeah. If you crash, you can get hurt. And um, you know, you got to be tough. You know, like can't cry. You know, so mm-hmm. I'm I'm grooming him t- so that he's aware of what's yeah. going on. Yeah. But whenever something like that happens, that's out of a rider's hand. And let's say it's out of the team's hand or out of a mechanic's hand or out of that. Like nobody's really at fault mm-hmm. because it's a part that failed um it It does suck, you know because yeah. you can't you can 't scream to the world so it's it 's just part of the situation that is the lowest of lows of yeah. what we do for a living because whether it 's let 's say if if it 's our fault or not mm-hmm. it's you know yeah you have to protect obviously there 's a lot of sponsor dollars and a lot of people who make a living off of this type yep. of stuff so it uh it definitely is the worst
0: now you know you do a lot of amateurs, you do a lot of pro teams and you do the three teams we just mentioned and everything else some of it and i'm not saying in these three cases because you're going to be probably too classy to tell us what part failed right are you or you, can you tell us what parts failed <laughs> no I, I would leave that up to okay <laughs> but let me just put in a in a general sense like you also and I'm, again i'm not. i kind of know a little bit of what went on and i'll let you tell that story or not but what goes on sometimes is hey man um this is an hour limit you 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 you've selected these mods with these parts and there's an hour limit on that and then you need to change it out and service it because parts get stretched and and heat and cycling and pressure and all everything that goes on in the motor and again i'm not saying in this situation but then that gets that gets slipped through the cracks that doesn't happen and the motor blows up and now it's your fault and you're like but wait you need regular maintenance on this and and then on top of that as a factory mechanic, we got pistons from Japan and they started cracking on us mm-hmm. and no one could figure it out. And even the Japanese were like, what, huh? And they just kept cracking on us and, and you know, that wouldn't lock up. So thankfully the bike would just lose compression and everything would be fine. But there's also, but besides the example of like, Hey, you need the regular services thing and you're not because of funds or forgetfulness or whatever. Uh, on top of that, other things, shit just breaks that shouldn't break. It mm-hmm. ju- and again, I'm not, this is not, I'm not talking in specifically for these three incidents, instances, but I'm trying to give the listener a little bit of like, and this, and then also shit just breaks sometimes.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's it. I mean, if, uh, if one small part of a, a lot of moving parts fails, you know, that's going to mm-hmm. create a quote unquote blow up. Right. Um, so those things, you know, you can't know what you know until you know it. Um, service intervals are built and based off of part failure, right? Even in the OEM side, if you look to the back of the service manual, they're going to say, Hey, change this at this hour. Um, there's no different.
0: Yeah, that's not just for fun and games. That's like, because this thing could break. Correct.
3: (laughs) Correct. And so, so everything, you know, has a life and you were a big Yamaha guy. So, you know, like Yamaha had like a 10 hour rule on everything, Mm -hmm. you know, 10 hours max, 10 hours max. And, um, that's just great at a factory level. Um, in this situation, I'm not going to go down the path to say the teams are negligent or yeah, not changing yeah. I, stuff I, I'm, fast I'm enough. I'm
0: just saying general th- sense were, that happens. Yeah, yeah
3: that, that was a really fluke situation, the first of, in, in actually all three instances, the first we've ever seen. So yeah. um, to get to a service interval on when you should change it, uh, you, you don't know what you know until you know it. And yeah. that, that's a very unfortunate part of what. What you know can go down in yeah. a race team application. Like, how do you think that they developed the OEMs? How do you think that they developed the yeah. when to replace schedule?
0: You know, uh, years ago I went to Akropovich, did a tour of their factory with the exhaust and everything, and they were showing me these bundles of titanium for the exhausts, and I'm like, oh. And then they're like, okay, so what we do is we tell the you know every metal is made up of, of a composite of materials, right? A certain percent of whatever it goes into a metal. Mm-hmm. So they were saying that. Even though that tie is made to their specs, and even though it's from the same vendor, they take a spec of it every roll that they get the new shipment, and they melt it down and inspect it for themselves to make sure that the composite of percents of each material is still there. Mm-hmm. And I was like blown away by it, right? And I'm just like, w- w- why? You know that it's from your vendor, and you know that it's the same spec as you want. And they're like, yeah, but you know, you just never know, and we need to have the quality. And I just always think back to like a connecting rod, a a valve, a spring, bad metals, bad vending, uh, 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 you know, whatever, uh, whatever you make a valve spring. And this can break a rider's wrist or a rider's leg. And there's no, there's nobody, nothing, nobody did anything wrong. Nobody did anything wrong. The The Twisted didn't do anything wrong. The team didn't do anything wrong. The company didn't do anything wrong. It just goes back to how I thought about how Akropovich would literally test every roll of titanium to make sure that it was the exact same breakdown of materials that they want. And that in, in a roundabout way that leads me to my story. Like I can think of like Zach Osborne and red dog, a couple of guys that I know that have gotten mad at me because things have broken on their bikes that caused them injuries. And I'm like, yeah, man, shit happens. And they were pissed. Yeah. And I'm, cause literally like that, that's the final sometimes thing shit happens. it's a, motor and you 're putting it under great uh, pressure and stress and heat, and shit happens
3: <laughs> yeah yeah that's it 's very unfortunate, yeah, and you never want it to happen, and no. you do everything you can to prevent it yep um, in the in the situation of unforeseen circumstance you know that's that 's yeah. the hardest part about what what any engine builder or any even garage yep. assembler or anybody does it's it's the worst yep. it's the absolute worst
0: so when something like that happens and they're twisted do you feel that do you get texts and calls and social media mentions and because you know we're all i'm sure it's on vital I, d- I didn't look but i'm sure it's came up on vital uh you know do you does that do you get that scent? oh absolutely oh, okay yeah. yeah so so yeah. you feel so something like that yeah.
3: <clears throat> it's not a, it's not only to the point that we are kicked while we're down yeah because you're down <laughs> yeah right? you're down like yeah. your buddies yep. Yep. are are in a bad place and you look
0: at somebody like mumphy who's a friend of mine too and it's a huge year for him. He's trying to establish himself. He built the two whoop pads in his yeah, place. Yeah, no, he's been grinding, yes, literally, yes. like doing everything he can for so his craft. Du- bad for the dude, right? Yeah, right. Yep. So you okay? You you're literally kicked when you're down. Yeah, yeah. Because
3: yeah. you're having to to get past obviously the upset of what it is, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then you are desperate to figure out what what went wrong. Yeah. So you want to figure that out so that you know you can never ever let that happen again. Mm-hmm. And then you know the the people who are less educated because it isn't something that we scream to the world whenever something like yeah. that happens. and that you can't. You and, can't. And, and and you know it's it's yeah. it's the news, it's the media, and you you can't prevent it, but you you know it's it's it just sucks you yeah. know it's yeah. not, not not as if you aren't already sad now you're even more sad yeah and the correct course of action is to not lash out and scream or do anything you have to be very calm and you do and you know a go back to work to figure out how that something like that can never happen again right so.
0: unless you're steve Aston fan, you just keep digging the hole for ken drug. <laughs> i don't know i'm just saying. i
3: don't know about that hole oh, i'm staying out. yeah, up yeah that okay hole. you
0: stay out of that uh jamie <laughs> else fly racing racer x podcast um enough said about that but yeah i just i feel bad for you we brought it up on the pulp show and i wanted to bring it up to you since you were here in vegas yeah. about it because sometimes man like you see these IndyCar guys and they'll be doing a IndyCar car lap indy 500 or whatever and just kaboom and right into a wall you know what i mean and yep whose fault is that it just it's a motor yeah shit happens and it sucks yeah it's know? a
3: lot worse whenever it's on a motorcycle and yeah. there's jumps involved yeah and everything else. yeah absolutely so i mean heart wrap's
0: gonna be out for a long time and it uh, sounds like he's gonna make a full recovery that's great um so let's let's switch topics here uh you work with anybody new for 2023 or you got bar x you got you got hep you got uh, club mx yep um those so-
3: are Mark Samuels is going to do a little bit more this year. Okay. So we yep. w- we built his engines and electronics for the past couple of years. They wrapped up another Baja championship. Okay. Awesome. And uh, so you're going to see him at the races a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, Supercross Futures. There's a couple other cool teams going to start doing some stuff there. Okay, So that's fun. Um, yeah. Uh, obviously, we have a lot of opportunity with J Mark signing at Club of Max. Yeah. And obviously, March Banks is an animal. And yep
0: uh Pope yeah max's own phil nicoletti
3: who's <laughs> staring at me
0: at the yeah. back of the head right now that, in the that, studio. Idiot. <laughs> that idiot um um i was just with him uh in north carolina at coy gibbs's service so oh, that uh, would uh, he, terrible. yeah he uh he has he's something else um yeah j mart uh he can win a championship he can win an outdoor championship we well, can win an indoor, indoor one but i'm gonna back off on of that a little bit but he can he can absolutely win an outdoor championship like yeah. he's that good i mean yeah
3: he's done it so yeah, yeah. he knows what it takes week in and week out and it's a long grind right how is and and correct me if i'm wrong i haven't studied much on super motocross uh-huh. but how is that going to play
0: is that part of a championship it's a three race championship yeah and but it'll be all 250s together okay and it's outdoor hybrid track
3: okay so so to win the outdoor championship ama davy coombs you don't have to race super motocross no the no, no no okay that's, so that's that a, there's that three, series is dedicated there's three
0: championships now indoors yep. outdoors and smx yeah okay so um uh I, I think like I, we touched on this on the podcast that we did a while back but electronics really really big uh when mm-hmm. it comes to that um get guys are on board with me they're they just look like they signed with honda as well um honda ecus the factory ones are legendary for their wiring like and everything that goes into a honda ecu mm-hmm. um that's something that you have to i guess study know low what's and, and and also like you know know what's the latest and greatest right what's coming down um and you know i've always been kind of told the last few years from different people inside teams that like guys like you make a motor really really fast and then use ecu to tame it and make it rideable and all of that so that's how important ecus are yeah
3: yeah days. that's that's yeah. the ultimate goal is to put enough power in the engine so that basically you can tune in or out of it whenever you want it yeah Um, situations, like I said earlier, like going to Salt Lake, you know, if, if you had more power at sea level that you're, that you need, then you could at least access that when you go up in elevation. So um, studying of the ECUs is, is my lifelong,
4: (laughs) never (laughs) going to stop.
3: I invest into every ECU platform there is. Oh, Um, you do. Yeah. um, Yeah. yeah, No, I, I I love them all because It's it's one of the things whenever I started this business, my ultimate dream was to be able to work on each bike, learn from each bike, apply tech technology from one bike to the other to advance it and yep. just kinda go back and forth. And I always was just very fascinated in that. So the ECU platform is the same. You know? Yep. Like there's a lot of different ways to getting to the same result. Uh and some people have different strategies, different oh. viewpoints, um, a lot more sales for options, yep. a lot more features. So we you can see
0: Yamaha production. They have their app and their tuning and they, they updated for 23. It's awesome. Yep. They're getting consumers into that. Right.
3: Yep. Yeah. And they're, yeah. I, and, and in my opinion, they're stomping the rest of the industry as far as to user connectivity to the, yeah. To yeah. The average consumer. Right. Right.
0: right. Yeah. Um, is there any fast two fifties that don't have a second injector in them? Um, sure. Yeah. Like, so, so the, the second
3: injector is really efficient with, a traditional throttle body, let's say, when the injector's positioned at the top. And, um, you know, like, let's give a Suzuki as as an example. It has an undermounted injector where the injector pretty much directly sprays right at the butterfly as the butterfly's opening and then creates really big explosion inside Mm -hmm. of the port. Um, Suzuki also has a second injector with the same situation further back. So it's the only one that kind of has that divider... um, and I, whenever I first saw it, I'm like, oh, this can't really work. Yeah, it's too and far it, back it, it
0: or it whatever. Does yeah. No, yeah. It does work. No, it does work.
3: But let's say, like, if uh, a KTM. Uh, we haven't found it to be beneficial enough to sell. We've oh, developed okay. plenty of second injectors for yep. KTM. Yeah. So we have um, a second injector probe where we can kind of put it where we want it inside any intake and move it around to figure out what the what the engine will want. Yep. And and when we do that in the KTMs, it's just not as beneficial oh, as it okay. is with the uh, other brands. I, I
0: thought it was an instant thing for 250F. Yep. Yeah. 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 It's so it, it yeah. just depends on throttle body. Yep. Okay.
3: You know? So um, uh, like something we would have talked about on our mountain bike right earlier, you know, 450s are more about management. So yep. I think that the ECU is going to become as important as it was when the bikes were slower to make them faster as it is as most production bikes are coming a lot faster to make them more rideable mm-hmm. and more in that sweet spot of, yep. you know, good connectivity and usability, so. Right,
0: right. Interesting, yeah, I, I, I thought for sure that you would see that. Do you find, for the ECUs, do you find the start maps and the different mapping uh, makes much of a difference?
3: Absolutely, Yeah. Uh, but the start map is only as good as the rider wants to develop it. Okay. Um, I don't believe that there's one start map for two people. Yep. Um, whenever, whenever you're going to the line, you're gonna do the same thing you do every time. You're gonna go into that mode, and no matter how much training you've done, typically you're probably gonna like unless you've been doing the training and practicing it for a long time. Yeah. You know, so I never try to push the start map or launch mode onto anyone. I try to organically say, "Hey, you know, would 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 yeah. you like to try something?" Yeah. Oh no, I, I use my clutch. I'm like, "Oh, that's gonna be the best way to get a start. Yeah. Is to use your clutch." Yeah. And yeah read the dirt and read the rut and read all that stuff Uh, but sometimes you know we can we're using start mode for different things over the years Um, we used to use it with the dirt to really mellow out and get across Mm -hmm. now that we have grates we can make start mode more aggressive so as far as an advantage, you know, we, we can we can get rid of start mode based off of a time base. Mm-hmm. We can get rid of it off of uh, throttle position. Yep. Uh, we can get rid of it based off of switching to third gear or fourth gear or, f- yeah, or whatever yeah. you That's want. That's what so I always
0: thought. It was a gear thing to me. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. The,
3: the functionality on how you view it. Yeah. And once you have a rider that, like, wants it and they get invested into mm-hmm. it, it's, it's, it's all the craze. It's It's awesome.
0: Uh, you know, I'm doing some work with Renegade Fuels coming up here, and you do stuff with VP, and there's Get, and there's Vortex Ignitions. I'm probably forgetting a few. Um, a guy like like you, all these companies would love to be used by you, first of all, because mm-hmm. you have a great business going, and you do a lot of work for a lot of teams and amateurs. Do you get recruited by ECU companies and fuel companies and, and valve companies and piston companies? Like, Obviously, you're going to use what you works and you believe in and you've dynoed and trusted. But there must be some case where these people are coming to you now and being like, Can can you try this?
3: Yeah, so so situationally uh you could add pipes into that situation. You True, could add yeah. fuel. you could add yep. anything that, that is a consumer sold product. Yeah. Um we do find our favorites that we like. Uh usually it it hasn't been an endorsement deal where we're making money off of yeah. saying it's just
0: been what you've found in real world. It's just uh, yeah, been what yeah.
3: we use. And the other thing that you have to think of that maybe you wouldn't know on the back side of it is is we want to stay open to using all brands mm-hmm. um, from that aspect of like can situationally if, if this one team that wants to use us uses Yoshimura or Pro Circuit or mm-hmm. whatever yep. and we're just an FMF situation, then it's like, oh, well, yeah, he doesn't work with Yosh. And it's like, no, I'm yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, FMF isn't paying me. Like, is George over there awesome? Do I love him? Yep, yes. Yep. Um, the whole Emler family has been good to me. But I do like to use multiple situations. Yeah. So, like, this Roxanne thing with Pro Circuit is a cool opportunity. I have a great report with Mitch. Um, we talk on the phone. We're good. And this is now going to create an opportunity of my first Pro Circuit team. You know, so oh. if – if we want That's to right
0: have to switch to pro circuit i forgot yeah yes. so yeah.
3: if we want to make any changes to the motorcycle or whatever yeah. you know i have the confidence that i could go down there with our race bike we yeah. could dyno it all day mitch and Snike would go after it and build special stuff and then so having those relationships with the pipe companies i need to leave all those open yeah. and not just you know make a picture but, but, that but, brands I, but myself. my question
0: was do you get recruited do you get sent you know people are like Please use this try this try this, this oh yeah is, of yeah, course. yeah yeah of yeah, course
3: yeah. yeah there's i mean there's fuel companies from all over the world yeah. wanting to send us fuel to try and yeah. test and, yeah. and 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 a lot of times you know it just we we do try them you know what i mean yeah. uh we we leave ourselves open to be able to learn right and that's like like i said earlier yeah. I, i'm never gonna stop learning yeah and then the minute i do i feel like
0: i should be dead <laughs> as soon as you start thinking you learn you know it all that's when you don't absolutely um do so you find that so you know, for for years, Peyton got the Cowies first, obviously, through his connections, mm-hmm. and he developed a really good uh, production system for it. And, you know, even people at FMF have been like, we don't really monkey with Cowies because that's Mitch's thing, and he's really good at it. He's got a lot of time on it. He gets them early. You know, FMF's famous for running changes, right? If if uh, Big Don or George find a halfway through the year uh, an improvement, they stop everything and build a new run, right? Yep. So they're pretty progressive, and, and I don't know if Mitch is that progressive, but Mitch has certain brands on lock. Do you find that exhaust companies have, uh, in your ex- research on the dyno, certain brands on lock, and you're just like, that's the best? Yes, Team A may use another brand, but I'm telling you, this dude's got the best system for that bike. Do you find that?
3: Um, I wouldn't be able to correlate exactly with that. Like, I understand what you're saying, like, Cowie Super Mini. That's something we're not going to build. Like Mitch yeah. has that thing on lock. Hey man, we okay. should yeah, probably yeah. use him because, it, and it comes down to. So sales. you won't even really
0: do it. No, like yeah, no. Um You're like he's been building him since '85. Let him, and let him have that one. <laughs> right, right. That one's for you. Right, you can have that yeah. one. Uh, well, dude, every time, almost every time I'm in there, he's doing, he's porting 80 cylinders. Yeah, no, at his bench, he still does a
3: lot of it. He I loves know.
0: It. I'm just like, what are you doing, Mitch? I said, can you do a KX80 with your eyes closed? He's like, pretty much. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. He he knows what to do and what not to yeah. do, and.
0: And oh, so also, you okay? So, so, but are you saying you don't know because you're, mo- you're you're modifying the motor? Is that why you're saying that that you don't know which exhaust um, companies have things unlocked?
3: No, because they're all a little different in some okay. situation. Like, um, you know, a lot of times the the you never and you never really know. Like, it's gotten a lot harder for the exhaust company because most of the, ex- and I'm not, I'm not c- I can't say it's all done this way, but most of the exhaust testing is going to be done at wide open throttle. Mm-hmm. That seems realistic for anybody who doesn't have electronics on the bike and mm-hmm. doesn't have all the data and all the stuff going. They're yep. going to mock it up. So when they pull the handle wide open, makes the most power. And then second to that is it has to be done with a stock ECU. Mm-hmm. The exhaust companies aren't modifying the ECU. No. So whenever the pressure changes, that's the way I like to view exhaust, is like a pressure situation. Yep. So when the pressure increases at low lift and basically the bike goes lean and then you know so it, it just it isn't business practice that one exhaust company can do it all and have an ECU you have to buy with the pipe and everything else so yeah. the, the world comes back to they're going to develop the best they can with the stock pipe and the stock oh or, or no sorry sorry with the stock ECU so that it runs the best yeah and that's the general consumer that's what most everybody in the world is going to have access to mm-hmm. is buying a pipe and putting it on so to say it, they have it on lock. Like a stock pipe may make two or three more horse on the bottom, but then just go dead. Yeah. You know where the uh, any of the aftermarket companies will know that hey, we have to lose some of this to get some of this, and then you have the human like Chris Keefers of the world mm-hmm. who will will bat the fact that hey man, that might be great on the dyno, but yeah. it sucks. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, and right. then and then that guy's got such a loud voice that you have to listen. So then you're yeah. right. So. But put yourself in the exhaust manufacturer, and I may rant on exhaust because I love it. But um, if you sold a pipe that didn't make more power on the dyno, you would probably get hammered, right?
0: <laughs> you would never sell it. No. Yeah.
3: So if you sold if you sold a pipe to Chris Kiefer that made better feeling, he'd buy that all day. Right. So it's very, it's yeah. very Very tricky yeah. on yeah. what That's actually what saying, works right? in the field versus right. what you can sell yeah. proudly. That you're not going to get a whole lot of backlash about that's
0: a good point yeah you're absolutely right right um but have you found in your full race motors and, and let's just pick a team this isn't a, you, you're, you're dynoing heps bikes right mm-hmm. in your system for them and they're 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 using system x because they get paid and then you're like dude i put a system y on and it's better yeah, all the
3: time. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that 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 <laughs> happens all the time. We right. are we are constantly because we are so biased and we can hang or or buy anything we want. Yeah. Um. So so yeah no we're 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 constantly like that's part of the benefit of constantly learning like. Yeah. You know, we may have some hot rod amateurs where their dad has enough money to build a club MX motor for for their kid. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um,
0: and you're like, hey, so they use this, but use this one. Yeah,
3: yeah. and we use that as a learning opportunity too. We yeah. do that with oil, we do that with fuel, we do that with pipes, we do it with everything. You know, because yeah. it just gives us a chance to run something that we yeah. don't normally just constantly run. So it's it's I, it's a huge benefit.
0: So I was doing a lot of dyno work at Yamaha because Red Dog was unfortunately hurt a lot. So I was in charge of running pipes and pistons and cams and. Mm-hmm really loved it uh i even loved it to the f- that one time that the bottom drain bolt fell out and the oil g- came out and then the fan blew all the oil on the back of the wall that was awesome but anyways so like now i was dinoing for kind of outdoor motocross slash supermoto mccarty was big on supermoto's burkhart and henry days and all that and i would like kind of obsess and i and this is just me being curious and learning about a dyno and everything else like you know, 10,000 to 104 10 let let's just, I'm making it up. There'd be a dip. Right. Mm-hmm. And I would obsess over like, what's that dip doing and what's happening to the cam piston exhaust at that moment. And it's kind of dipping. And then are you like that? Or does it even matter? Because like, I, I would tell Bob Oliver that. And he'd just be like, yeah, you're an idiot. Don't worry about it. It's, you know, that's a dyno on a, you know, on a real world, you're not going to notice a 300 RPM dip or whatever it was. Right. And I would just think like, what what could that be? Do, do you is it? Do you do that kind of stuff?
3: Yeah, yeah. And I would say that the advantage that we have over from whenever you were dynoing is the control of the ignition timing, yeah. and the fueling. Yeah, uh, yeah. So this is carburetor so, days, and yeah. yeah, the the software. That most of the ignition manufacturers had weren't wasn't so specific or so user friendly or so yep. advanced as it is today. Okay, so I would say that you could have fixed that dip if you would have known where to move the timing or do something. Yeah, else. yeah. So yeah, as yep. as they're just blowing you through the monkey to change the parts and keep going and going right. and going. Um, like I said, those are the those are the things that we are looking for to fix. Yep. Because uh, usually at peak torque, if you see something funny, you know, you can kind of say, "Oh well, we need more spring pressure on the clutch." Mm-hmm. That's whenever the clutch has its most abuse, as going through peak torque. But at that late in the RPM, I would say that was probably like an ignition timing. And I
0: don't change. even know if it was ten or I, I don't remember. But you know what I mean. Yeah, i w- yeah, I would just, just look for a dip and be like, "What's going on? Where's the cam? Where what's happening?" You know. And I'm yeah. like, I don't. Know. I, I i I think about how to get rid of this dip. But so you are yeah. trying to do that too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah actively. But
0: but maybe the Chris Kiefer of the world to me wouldn't ever even think. You know, he's going right through it. Yeah. So he doesn't even matter. I don't know. But yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah, I I think that whenever those things become relevant, they're relevant. You know, yeah, like hey, right. I'm feeling this I'm feeling disconnect this. on the yeah, bottom, right. or you know, and then it's just that experience you go back to see.
4: Built
0: a uh, we built a 70 horsepower 450. We had uh, for supermoto. We had uh, a 40 mil carb, mm-hmm. an air an air filter bolted to the back of the carb, no airbox, <laughs> um, two two millimeter oversized valves. Yeah. And yeah. And some fruit It seven. would have been a five valve back then, right? Yeah, five valve. Big yeah. dog. Do you just only go the big one in the middle, huh? No, we went all of them. All, all of big. them. Yeah, dude, oh, there was wow. no room. There was no yeah. room. Uh seventy horsepower.
3: Yeah, that's <laughs> wild.
0: <laughs> It was Supermoto, so we're like, cool, right on, yeah, let's try this. Yeah, right. Let it eat. Uh, interesting stuff for sure. Um, uh, Fly Racing, Racer X Podcast with Jamie Ellis from Twisted Development. Uh, I want to thank the folks at Motorsport, of course, motorsport.com. Go through the banner on PulpMX to help us out, and it goes right to Motorsport. There's a whole Pulp Nation, uh, Pulp Show section on there. You can save save some money, see the latest deals, and get the OEM and aftermarket parts on there as well, and uh, free shipping and everything over 79 bucks as well. Motorsport.com, it's December 10th, so get your Christmas presents from them, will you? they got e-bike stuff, too, as well. Speaking of e-bikes, and thank you to Links, K-O-U-B-A, links.com. Lowering suspension links for everything from Aprilia to Yamaha, available through Motorsport, or directly from uh using the code PULPMX, you get free shipping and uh, a discount as well. And these, these things, uh, if you have a shorter stature of a rider, wife or girlfriend want to ride, get some more confidence, more plushness, uh, Links. Uh, we'll have you dialed in. And, of course, thanks to Renthal and Maxis as well. Uh, speaking of oversized valves, do you do much of that? Yeah. 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 On on certain applications,
3: we try it. Like, we tried it in our Yamaha this year and yep. didn't, like. Didn't do it. Lost yep. top end, lost bottom end for, like, the same or a touch more top. And because, so a- application-wise, yeah. we're always trying it.
0: Uh, change valve angle?
3: um that's pretty big do you do that so so the like in the guide yeah in the guide it? oh yeah. no 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 that's that's a no no for ama racing oh it is yeah you oh, i didn't know that you okay. can't change you the can't... no because you'd have to change the whole geometry of the if it's a bucket you have to move the bucket you yeah. have to do everything
0: right you can't do that no <laughs> i
3: didn't no. know
0: that i guess you need a stock cylinder head right yeah, yeah you, y- ba- you have to start with true a stock i never head. thought yeah right okay yeah. all
3: right yeah, so you can't like change well, the steepness of it or anything or how that. Were I we mean, cheating
0: could... then? <laughs> hey, hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> I, I swear we had for the the Troy guys had a different valve angle. Maybe I maybe I'm mistaken. I don't know.
3: Yeah. No, okay. I mean we we changed the valve angles a lot. Yeah. You know, No, it's... but
0: I threw the guide. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I don't, I don't okay. think so. All right, never mind. Yeah.
3: Um, <laughs> let's not talk about that. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, but that's a few of the tricks that you guys do to yeah. to to you go that far into a motor development, right? Oh. yeah
3: yeah we we typically stop at nothing if there's a if there's a good idea to try right you know we we try
0: a couple of things other things i want to bounce off you uh when someone comes when someone calls twisted development first of all they probably only want to speak to you and none of your employees which means you're busy all day but basically like if you have i, I don't what's what's a no holds barred like my kids gonna be the go to win loretta's is it 10k um, it's different for each bike. Is it? Okay.
3: Yeah. It, it's not a blanketed number. It's not like, oh, uh, we get to make more profit if you choose that brand or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just basically going off of, Hey, this bike has really good valve stock. You don't okay. have to replace Don't. Them. Yeah. Leave this that bike. Yeah, yeah. There's no better aftermarket cams. Okay. Save money again. Yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's, it's definitely, but it sucks because it, they're like, Hey, we want a mod motor and well how much do you want it <laughs> well that's what uh, i was getting what, what so bike are you riding if someone
0: calls you and just says i have 4k and my kid's a top b level rider yep you can package something for yeah. them yeah. yeah
3: so so the first part of the money spent let's break it down that way yeah. A little bit more yeah so the first part of the money spent is going to be to address anything that may break right uh before you can even start to concept making a bike fast like i will say that the nice thing is we don't we won't build certain engines if you're not willing to spend at least this much money okay, because yeah. of all of the things that could yeah, break. Yep. Um, so we don't want to just make a buck and then get a motor out the door. So yeah. so that's 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 your first part of your money is spent in housekeeping. Like we want to go, if if the rod may break, change the rod. If the cams, you know, d- cams aren't a good example. Sorry, okay. if, the, if the valves may break. Uh, so all of those things are applied to building an engine first. And then from there, uh, the piston up is going to make most of the performance gain, you know. So, yep. if if you only have a certain amount of money, we're not going to recommend doing a ISF finish process to the transmission mm-hmm. or yep. or what. But if you're going to make more power and you need to control the clutch, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to say, hey, you know, you need yep. to put a more spring pressure or something in this thing. So. So for the most part, like the the base of the engine is going to be built on housekeeping, and then the rest of that is going to be built on performance, sure. but you can't do it backwards. It has to yeah, go backwards. Yeah, that direction. Yeah, it makes sense, right? Yeah. Yep.
0: For you, for Twisted and you guys to find out the deficiencies of each motor and what sort of is the secret sauce that you like, mm-hmm. bottom, mid, top, cam timing, compression, whatever, it's a lot of work.
3: It is. It (laughs) is. It's a lot of work, man. (laughs) But lucky we love it. Yeah. Um, Four four strokes are a bit easier. It sounds like there's more moving parts. There's more stuff. But, like, you know, you you were a mechanic in the two-stroke era a lot. And we did build Hayden Deegan's bikes from 50s to super minis. So knowing how he rode and how he wanted the bike maybe wasn't be the difference of what somebody else wanted. yeah. two strokes are a little bit easier to massage more bottom or massage more RPM or...
0: Yeah, wherever you need it or want it. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, so I would say that that was was a learning curve for me because I'm used to just trying to build the most. You know, my professional adult life was in four strokes and race teams and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So I really had to pick up and learn the two-stroke side of it. Yep. And if you miss the base gasket by... 0.2 point two or point four of a mil, I mean it could be a dog yeah. on the whole bottom yep. end and then have a bunch of RPM but it's useless. So so that was definitely a learning curve on how to deal with customers and build two strokes that, that are I, working. When really I was well. at
0: KTM, their 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 manufacturing was so far off that they had paper gaskets of all sorts of different thicknesses, you know? Still have those today. They do? Yep. Was it is it because of bad manufacturing or why do they why does every every motor you do needs a different size gasket? Well, and it's
3: it's it's so the in in the two stroke application, the piston is going to be the valve. It's going to open and close the port. So, being able to massage and change those is obviously a huge benefit. So, we actually do make with Cometic our own custom gaskets for every two stroke we make. That way, we can control that same experience. Uh, KTM sells in production Uh, every bike you can go, and that's a huge advantage too. By the way, because on like a limited class, you know, we can't really change the gasket size. So if it doesn't come in the OEM parts book, it's not allowed. So that's a huge advantage on KTM on the true. New you ready can deck it.
0: You can deck it. Perfect. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
3: So so that's something that we are actively doing. Like if you remember on the YZ252 stroke, um, a big base gasket would be the move.
0: No, I don't remember that. Yeah, was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah.
3: Yeah. 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 And and. I it has uh, to do with manufacturing and wherever Yamaha decided they wanted the
0: bottom end or the rideability yeah. or whatever, but you, you don't know, mean like the ABCD thing that they label the pistons at. You're talking no, about. No, no, no. That's a, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. That's just going to be a piston to yeah. bore size. Yeah. Situation. Okay. Uh,
0: that bike was good. That bike still is good. Yeah. You put a V force on that thing and a pro PC pipe and silencer, that yep. YZ 250. It's hard to beat.
3: Yeah. My, my favorite bike that I have is a 22 YZ
1: 250.
0: Yeah. I have they, the, they were great. Um, you mentioned coding the transmissions. Are we, are is oversized transmission gears publicly available any, at all? Anybody doing that? Is that just way too much money? So
3: it it has gotten a lot closer.
0: Is it? Um, yeah.
3: Like a, a real factory level bike would be like um, an awesome lightweight shift drum. Like mm-hmm. that's something that's really hard to produce, right? Yeah. But, um But that's like a factory part, you know. Yeah. I would say But, that but you can't get that um well on certain applications depending on what connection we have to the Oh
0: really? Oh okay. to the
3: factory oh. um we we've we've gotten some of that stuff in yeah. the past.
0: Yeah. for special people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say. But um, can you get oversized tranny gears, the taller second and taller first or So whatever? so we,
3: we we actually do have a quote in right now oh. and the quote was something that we can afford. Yeah. And it's it, it's not about the fact that, that it isn't available because there's plenty of transmission companies uh that would do it, but the real risk is that if it doesn't shift as good as stock or, mm-hmm. you know, all of those things, yeah. you basically spent all of this money into a engineering time, into making tooling to cut the gears yeah. uh, and the actual production of the steel that goes in the heat treating, the, all of the yeah. stuff. Um, but it is a huge advantage to have those situations. So uh, in our, in our those project right for now, rider,
0: for factory riders, like those oversized transmissions, not so much in a 450 anymore, but yep. yeah, 250 and two strokes. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, and
3: good. you know, primary gears and like there's there's yeah. a lot of stuff that technology is getting way better. Yeah. So and having access to build it at, you know, our whole thing is we can build anything we want, but yeah. we have to have the customer that's willing <laughs> to, to, <laughs> right. to to go through. But you have some it.
0: customers that are willing to do that. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, we yeah. we have a project right now right,
3: right to to build a transmission for a certain brand, and that is going to have advantages, right? Like yeah. we can change the pitch count to make the gear stronger we can widen sure. some of the gears yeah uh, technically if the bike comes stock with that five gears you have to have five yep. somewhat gears in it yeah. so that last gear you know you could weld the shift drum and it doesn't even get to yep. it if you wanted. No, we had
0: plastic ones at yamaha yeah. yeah yeah
3: yeah so doing a lot of that stuff now isn't all only at the factory level right we're able to no, do that for yeah. you know for it, consumers yeah if you
0: have the money and the will and the desire we we can yeah, make absolutely. it happen yeah yeah, yeah. Do you do you ever see a point where you're you're building twisted exhausts, twisted pistons, twisted cams. Do you, do you see that coming? Um, well, proprietary stuff like yeah, you we certainly we, know the vendors. You could get it done.
3: Yeah, we we have all that stuff now. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We don't we don't manufacture exhaust, obviously. Yeah. Um, but we we do. We have, have
0: proprietary stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Okay. So, yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah, and and it just goes back to hey, you know, we're mm-hmm. dynoing everything. So if something doesn't work, yeah. we can kind of reach out and be yep. like, hey, do you have any bandwidth? And some sometimes they'll play fair, and sometimes they won't. It just depends on <laughs> yeah. how busy everybody is. Yeah, yeah.
0: Interesting. Um, claiming rule. So we had a big controversy this summer at Loretta Lynn's, right, with the Schofield kid claiming Hayden Deegan's star bike and then it not happening. And, God, I want to get into the weeds of that. But, <laughs> I mean, slope. <laughs> well, the kid should have the bike. That's the bottom line. But the kid, it sounds like the motor guy put the money up, and that sucks. But even with the motor guy putting the money up, he should have the bike and – Here's what I want to get to. My thing was, and again, he should have the bike, so stop emailing me or whatever. Uh, I don't think it was cool what Star did and the AMA and Yamaha uh, got involved and traded him some motors to not do the claim, I believe, and all of this. But my whole point was, okay, so the kid claims the bike. It's going to blow up in 10 hours, 15 hours, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And then he's going to have to try to source this stuff from star which you know uses their own kind of materials and they do everything in-house right so they only know what it is and sure you can measure everything and probably get it close and find someone to get you valves and springs and point being is it's the bike's gonna blow up and it's gonna be a pile of junk at some point uh do you agree with that do you you think that that would have say the kid takes the bike and he you know he does his cool video and he races the canadian walton the next week that's what he wanted to do Mm mm-hmm It's not really going to go anywhere once he has the bike, right? Um, Or am I off? Well, I I would say that you're on.
3: I mean, that's a very valid point, and that's actually probably what would have happened. I would say that not – I mean, I've never been inside of a star Mm -hmm. engine, so I can't tell you what's in there. Yeah. But I would say that if I were managing a team, it would be easier to just give everyone the same stuff of some level. Yeah. um, If, like, if let's say pistons, right? If you are if you are using your this one piston with all of your guys, you'd have them in bulk. Especially, they collect yeah. riders like baseball cards. you have got yeah. a bunch of them. <laughs> so, you'd have a lot of pistons, right? Yeah. So, then, would you want to go out and develop a special piston that's slower for an amateur guy? No, you'd want to just be able to run the same safe stuff. Yeah. Because, once again, yeah. Deegan is a huge investment yeah. for a team like Star. Yeah, yeah keyword
0: um, safe. You know it's going to work well. Right, it's right. Last. So, yeah.
3: so, I, I would have probably done exactly the same thing i wouldn't have said oh this is amateur racing and we sell everything to the public so yeah. i guess that's just our style yeah but more or less you know like if you were in a couple of the couple of max engines and you took them apart you would see some really w- weird stuff and you'd be like hey what am i going to do with this mm-hmm. I, I can't get this and and you're right because if you were going to manufacture it it would take six to probably eight weeks to get a piston made for one of our setups yeah and then if you did get the piston set up, could you order the quantity to even get them? So you'd have a bike of not rebuildable stuff, but the cases would still be good. Mm -hmm. You'd put a stock crank back into it. Yeah, you'd turn it back, Yeah, you'd you'd rebuild it. Yeah. Um, And I don't even think that there would be enough stuff. I mean, there's a four-stroke cycle that's going on in that engine, so there there could be some stuff that Star maybe wouldn't want to see, but it wouldn't change their path either, so I don't think that if they would have got claimed, it would have been the end of the world for star
0: right so no, i don't think so either i mean brian's whole thing was and i think he's off base here too brian's whole thing was he was going to open the motor up and say that they found cheating parts in it you know
3: that's that, it, that, it, that you that, don't cheat at that level
0: no no and, and and even if it and i don't believe it was cheating no i i don't i don't think it was cheating and brian saying it's not cheating but they were just going to say that yeah. because it would cause youtube hits and like whatever man i'm not gonna well, caught into the amateur bullshit stuff like well brian
3: yeah. brian's biggest concern in my opinion, would have been the fact that he'll never get a good engine again to race amateurs. Yeah. So if Hayden is training with these guys, y- it, can you imagine being at the goat farm? Like, they're watching his lap times as yeah. much as they're watching everyone's. Yeah. So he's out there, he's doing the times, and he's on a much lesser bike. Like, no, it wouldn't make sense. Like,
0: you give give
3: everyone the same advantage yeah. to try to race yeah. each other. So, yeah. But, I, I mean,
0: w- Peyton told me he doesn't give his guys the whole thing because he knows. He's like, it's not a full bike. Yeah, he's
3: he's been the biggest promoter of trying to dumb down and not let guys have access yeah. to good equipment yeah. at the amateur yeah. level. I would and have I, I,
0: cl- I should, somebody should have claimed Mumford's one fifty. Remember how I tricked that? Out? <laughs> that was the most expensive <laughs> one fifty <150 laughs> ever. I know.
3: Yeah. So I, I would I would just say that that that's yeah the way that that went down is unfortunate for the kid because that rule is in place to keep things level. Yeah. Um, and I think from Brian's stance you know, would, would Hayden not get a good bike? He has a still a whole nother year of a racing. Yeah. So that would, that would probably be the way that right. I would assume it went down.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Deegan a little bit. So I know Brian from more triple X days and pro and everything else. And he's, he's turned his kid into this, uh, into a spotlight, right? His mm-hmm. whole life. And, and the, the, the little brother Huck and then the Hayden and, brian and the youtube stuff and they're making a lot of money off that and god bless them they should my whole point on one of my shows was that i would never do that to my kid um i would never put him in the spotlight because you get a lot of haters along with a lot of viewers i mean i told brian this on the phone when he called me about it like hayden cut the track at mini o's one time and he almost it wasn't even on purpose Like he got out of shape and went off the track and then missed the tabletop and kept going and I got like five or 10 DMS about like what a piece of shit cuts the track or whatever. And I'm like, huh? Like, I don't care, but that's the, the the thing that you would get attracted to when you put yourself out there. Right. Correct. And I told Brian that. And my whole point was on the show was I just wouldn't want to do that to my kids. I just wouldn't want to do it. He does. And he makes good money from it. And he gives them this sort of, like he said, like a, uh, he wants to show motocross in a positive light. And I'm all for that. It's just not for me. You worked with Brian forever. uh uh, that's how you started right with with twisted everything what's your take on that that family and the spotlight and and all the things that they do good and bad uh Mm -hmm. that they attract uh, with their platform
3: so i don't think that that platform is for everyone yeah um but it is for brian um (laughs) well and and because it's just sort of a bike over a finish line it's so natural yeah uh i mean i i've I'm intimate. I've spent a lot of time with him, you yeah. know uh, I, I'd be in his shop there working on something, and then Hudson's like, "Got a hammer, and he's hitting something, and I'm just like, God, it's kind of annoying. Like, can you stop?" Yeah." And then Brian gets his phone out and films it, and then later that night, I'm at home hanging out with my wife and kids and whatever, and I see it come up, and everybody's like, "Oh, look at that, that's cool." Yeah." And so he just has that knack and that vision to see something and give access to s- things in his life that are cool that he is okay with sharing and there's a lot that he doesn't Mm -hmm. you know um but for him it just works he understands the vision he understands that people he's built something man yeah yeah, and and i aspire to be a more like him you know i'll I'll sometimes i'll do like live instagram live or something and Mm -hmm. it's more or less i'm thinking about him right i'm like brian would probably (laughs) be showing this is cool (laughs) and um and i can't do it as cool as he does but more or less like I, I wish I was better at having that, yeah. letting people see access to, like, hey, if, if a motor did break, like, hey, dude, this is what happened, yeah, you know? But, yeah. like, there's there's money and sponsors and yeah, stuff yeah, that, really, like, really can't. prevent a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I could show a lot more, and I think people would like to see it. So I I definitely yeah. do try to step out of my box. Right. But I don't I don't have the same box he has. He's just good yeah. at it, and he's okay with
0: yeah, it. Yeah, it's quite a thing he's built for sure. And Hayden's a great rider. I mean, he's going to win championships. And then he's, Haley
3: was, what, most popular NASCAR driver of yeah. the year. Right, so, whatever. I yep. mean, all of his, his efforts are retardedly working.
0: Um, are any of the other OEMs ever going to turn their 250 motor backwards? Uh, I don't know about that. I mean, they're all at at the highest I mean, level. Everyone's all, chasing Yamaha, right? Well,
3: so I'll, I'll say this for for yeah. argument's sake because it's really relevant. Yeah. I'm um, just going to
0: start yelling blue crew into the mic, but go ahead. That's okay.
3: Yeah. I, I love Yamaha as well, so I'm on that page too. But look at look at it this way. So we've provided a lot of fast engines for a lot of years yep. to a lot of lesser riders that mm-hmm. aren't Ken Roxon, Right. And. I will say, and this may get me in trouble, but we were the, the team was actively reaching out to some high level riders to come and test the bike and they got blown off, you know, no, like I we I'm like, hey, we're building a bike for so-and-so I won't blast the rider, but Hey, you know, we're going to do a test with so-and-so. And And then, um, I would hear back, yeah, he ain't riding a bike, you know, he ain't showing up. Um, and so for those guys that didn't show up, I can tell you that I was told that they called after the Kenny signing and after Kenny's been laying down the wood (laughs) at Florida (laughs) on a bike that they were too good to ride. And, um, and now are like, Hey, what do you think about that? You know, other spot you guys got open. So you can provide fast bikes, uh, but whenever you put the right riders on the bike at the right time is whenever everything really comes together. So, like, let's look at RMZ450 and put
0: Ken Rockson on it. Now, yeah. all of a sudden, he's yeah. going to be good. Yeah. He's Ken Rockson. Right. Like, so you're saying that, you know, well, I mean, we know this. You, uh, a, a great rider can win on anything. Right. You know, uh, but I do think the star guys in that 250 class have a leg up. Not as much as they did at one time. It's closer. Yeah, yeah it's, it's leveled. Closer. It's yeah.
3: leveled more. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, I, I'm not. by no means can I say they have a bad motorcycle. No, no. Obviously, yeah, yeah. it speaks yeah. for itself. Yep. But they are also really clever more so at putting the right guys on the bike at the right time.
0: Um. And I just think that design, when you look at that design, you know, a gravity force-fed throttle body down into the mm-hmm. front, sucking tons of air, mm-hmm. as much air as it possibly could want, it just makes sense why it makes so much horsepower, right? Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah and I I will also tell you and vouch for star on this one. The Yamaha YZ250 isn't the easiest bike to make fast. Oh okay. Yeah. Um we have wasted a lot of money at <laughs> testing a lot of yeah, things yeah. to uh Is it cuz there's
0: not much room in there or what? Like It it
3: it's very specific about it what, it want, okay. what it wants. What it wants. Uh you don't just breathe on it and get a bunch of torque. Okay. I mean that bike um, Star's been building the same bike hyper focused for a lot of years. So mm-hmm. I would assume that they have a really good setup yep. uh with just you know, hammering down on yeah. one bike knowing what, knowing with what budget and yep. just going and going and going. Uh so that's an attribute of where they've gotten to where they are. Yeah. Um but from product if if you're like if you're the backyard mechanic and you're just gonna start buying some aftermarket parts and try to like combo something mm-hmm. together, you're not guaranteed a good bike. Yeah, yeah. Uh it you can it, make it, it worse? It well <laughs> I mean there's a, since the bike sells a lot of people make parts for it yep. so I wouldn't say it'd, it'd be difficult to make it worse in yeah. stock yep. but to make it as close as a Star bike or even a Club MX bike or whatever you know it's there you're going to put in a lot of effort Right. unless right. you're just taking somebody else's stuff and yeah. like yeah. saying hey this works
0: I think I got everything I need All right. All my questions. Anything else? Did we nope. cover everything?
3: No, I, I think that's it, man. Okay. I, I really appreciate the e-bike ride today. That yeah. taser was phenomenal. Yeah. No, thanks and for coming And it's reaching out. right into my wallet as this thing there we goes go. further. There we go.
0: Well, you know Jeb and Christy, so you're already yep. dialed with, with the intense people. So yep. I don't, I don't oh. know how to do anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, uh, I appreciate, man, coming out. And um, uh, thanks for doing this. Thanks for educating my listeners, I think, more than anything. And check out Jamie's uh, full pod about his full, like, Bobby Hewitt career, KTM career. Nick Way.
3: Love Nick Way. Love Nick Way.
0: Yep. Yeah, I got his check up there. Uh, the privateer check, twenty five thousand dollars. The fake plastic check. I want the real one though. I think he's think he's gonna give me one or no?
3: I think he probably would. Yeah. He's nice enough. Maybe. And uh-huh. handsome.
0: Yeah. NYK. Uh, all right, Jamie, Twisted Development. Please check it out. Uh, thanks for your time, man. Really appreciate it. Thanks for coming by. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks to Jamie Ellis from Twisted Development for that cool talk. And recently, we had some. Uh, employees of pulp mx at a uh, christmas dinner including a couple of guys named Swisscore and moser and we will uh get into that and more here on this little podcast i had them up in the studio and we rapped for a little bit about the evolution of pulp and where it started and where it's going and all of that kind of stuff so thank you again for listening to the jamie ellis and uh, thank you again to fly racing flyracing.com for more information on that and uh, here's myself and swiss and moser uh breaking bread about the Pulp mix dinner where we broke bread all right here we go and now for something a little different on the uh fly racing racer x podcast uh coming up on 15 years of podcasts when you include the Steve mathis show that I started in 2008 first ever guest Chad Reed uh the Pulp MX show uh 2010 and uh, we are in 2022 right now and then of course next year we will be 15 years deep of doing podcasts When uh, not a lot of people were doing podcasts when I started doing it and a couple people here uh, in studio in Vegas that were uh, a big part of things over the years. And I thought we'd maybe wrap a little bit about the humble beginnings of Pulp show and the podcast show and the things that we've seen and done and maybe have a few laughs. Uh, First up, he is an employee 001 of Pulp dot com. And uh, it's SwizzCore. What's up, Swizz? How are you?
2: Doing great, great. Glad to be here, my buddies.
0: Uh, also here, of course, a guy that eh, he was on the payroll for a little while. He did a very popular just short column. Um, there were some Moservations in there. Now he currently provides a lot of backup support in the form of X brand gargle tear-off questions. He's uh, all the way from Spokane, Washington. The Corey Moser. What's up, Moss?
1: Uh, excited to meet uh, my buddy SwizzCore for the first time.
0: So let's get into that right away. So this we're we're doing this just after the Pulpamex the first annual Pulpamex employee appreciation dinner without Roto and without Dark Side. And uh so you guys came in. Without you, Kiefer. Without, without Kiefer. Kiefer's overseas. Moser, you're from Spokane. Swizz, you're a Michigan guy. And then we had all the Vegas people, Tiz Legendary, Travis Marks, and uh Talon, of course, uh all there too and our wives um and we did the first demo pulpamex annual christmas dinner and i don't know if there'll be a second annual who knows but for now so briefly uh we'll get into this more but swizz you started helping me in like 09 uh 2009 ish right yep and moser you came around 2010 2011 something like that and i want to say let's say 2012 maybe a little later but probably not but 2012 2013 myself Wygant, JT, and U2 have been in a group text. It's changed names over the t- over the years. Now it is uh, called Burnt Burgers after Ouija's inability to cook hamburgers. And uh, y- we've been in this group text, and it is, I mean, political, COVID, motocross, wives, children, like... Nudes.
1: You, n- There's some nudes in there. Has there been there. nudes in there? No, but it sounds good. Yeah, it does.
0: <laughs> and you 2 I mean literally this has been you know 12 years let's say or 10 years of a group text you two did not meet until tonight.
2: It's crazy and the the like I said at dinner it's the the wildest thing is after interacting via one form of communication for 12 years the face to face felt as natural as a brother that I see every day. There was there was no awkwardness or there wasn't even really any, like, <laughs> it wasn't like exciting. It was just like, there's my brother. There's Moser. There's my guy. Right.
1: Yeah. It's weird that uh, you can know somebody so well and have never had met them. Never met. But, him. Yeah,
0: I mean, because you know the wives, the kids. Yeah. Like, we, you know,
1: all the stuff we talked about. We know, yeah, a lot. Swizz get some sleep. We, yeah. we know a lot about each other. Probably too much that we need. <laughs> more than we need to know. And no, never met. Yeah. And, I mean, I would, I trust SwizCore with, you know a lot right and uh yeah so it's finally fun to actually touch the guy yeah i can't Isn't believe
0: it? you both flew here like i mean i i i put it out as a kind of a joke you know pulp Mex employee dinner and both of you were like yeah sure and then Swiss, so you don't travel much at all you got four kids yeah. you, you don't even go to Redbud, as no. i like to say over and over
2: <laughs> something always comes up
0: um and Moe's, you don't you know you're busy too you're you own a business and everything and like, I can't believe you guys both came here. That's amazing. It's awesome. But I can't believe you both made it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, a free dinner was not <laughs> the reason I gave down. No. Uh, Swiss Core making it was it was definitely, like, for me, the, the biggest reason to make it. Yeah. It's an easy flight for me, yeah. not yeah. anywhere near what he had to go through to be no. here. But uh, I was like, if he's going to make it, I'm going to make it for sure.
0: Yeah, so it's pretty cool that you guys got to meet for the first time. I'm going to put a post up about it. Um, And then, yeah, like... You know, the Vegas division of Marks and Talon and Mr. Legendary, you know, all all integral parts of the Pulp M-X show over the years, right, starts – we start out in 2010 with no phone call guy, just me, Paul Lindsay. I'm just taking the the, the, the calls. And then we eventually hire Tits Legendary to take the calls. He quits. The hours got too late for him or whatever. He quits. We get uh, Devin Gibbs in on board. Then Gibbs uh, goes away, and then uh, Tit says, hey, my buddy Travis wants to do it. And then we get Travis on board, and then Travis and Talon had a shootout, and we picked Travis, but then we went to the YouTube videos, and we needed a guy to answer the phones because Marks did the videos. And then so we called Talon up, and here we go. Here's our current incar- incarnation of, of the Pulp of show. Uh I, liked, I made a joke tonight at dinner like, like Talon was like, Talon tried out, so he doesn't really count. But basically, uh, Tis Legendary's brother got him involved into meeting me and then me saying, hey, do you want to answer the phones? And, Moser, you saw Ouija and I at Seattle Supercross and bought us beers, and then we met you that way. And, Swizz, you sent an email saying, you know, <laughs> hey, I used to be in a band. Do you want some bumper music yep. for your podcast in 08 or 09 or whatever? Yeah. So everyone except for Talon has basically been dragged into Pulpamex employment. Yeah. It's been great. No one has seeked it out.
1: Yeah, going through the stories at dinner tonight was pretty hilarious, right? Just like, okay, well, how did you get involved? Yeah. And all the stories are pretty funny. <laughs> like, right. uh, Swiss scores might be my favorite about sending a random email about, hey, I don't want you to get in trouble. Like, I really enjoy your show. Yeah. I don't want you to get in trouble for using, like, mainstream media music. You're going to get sued. I was in a band. And, yeah. <laughs> I was in yeah. a band. and. Yeah, me buying random, you know, sending drinks to your table and, you know.
0: But, but Swizz, like I said, employee 001, and we didn't know what we were doing for the longest time with the podcast. You eventually figured out – I was doing the shows and making them and then packaging, but I knew nothing about the Apple iTunes part of it. Still don't, really. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would upload them to a server, which, you know, you probably helped me get and, and figure it out. And then uh, uh, you figured out how to put a podcast on Apple iTunes. Mm -hmm. And that was it. Your employment had started.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it was nuts. I remember I I did initially send that email about the, the intro music. And shortly thereafter, like maybe a handful of shows in, I was like, you know, I could probably do like a little intro voiceover thing never never done anything like that and then you're like yeah give it a shot which whip something up and we'll see how it sounds to
0: this day when it says a pulp mx production a steve mathis Mm -hmm. it's you yeah Yeah. and
2: then like we were talking about earlier like so many kind of iterations of improvement on the shows and the way things are handled and little innovations and stuff and especially like when the pulp mx show idea came up and i I you were it. you were not i down was with like that. Yeah. i was like that sounds like a tremendous pain in the ass like that's going to be a lot of work and
0: it was i dude. told
2: jt that and jt's like no it's going to be great and i was and both of you guys are right it was
0: wow we went through some
2: yeah it some was, issues here it was and rough right
0: right yeah it was rough and trying to keep a streaming program going right we mm-hmm. were using a program on a on a on a macintosh no, not, sorry, problems. Not a problems Mac. we were using a, a windows first we started with a windows program right that was free yep and that thing didn't work it would drop and then we bought an adobe thing and it wasn't great internet issues mm-hmm. sound issues yeah
2: we really never knew how to set up that adobe streamer properly and could never find anybody that could yeah and then when trav came on He's like, don't use that. Use this. And he knew how to manipulate that perfectly. Yeah.
0: Travis Marks was definitely a huge step in making everything run a lot smoother for Mm -hmm. us because your background's web design. It's not so much servers and audio issues. You know what I mean? And streaming. Yeah. The coding side for Travis
2: is is like, it's crazy. We like, we have so many little pieces in pulp and every, every person that's part of it feels like a a specific niche.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And Moser, um, you know, You were writing for us for a long time. You actually started, you developed, innovated, some say, the text interviews that still gets used by RacerX today.
1: Yeah, it gets used a lot now, which is ironic. Um, But you
0: were just too lazy to type it out, so you just would screenshot? Well, I mean,
1: (laughs) yeah. I mean, I was never a writer, per se. So, I mean, it started with me, like, I didn't like you and... Watson started the X brand questions and I could see you were struggling with the questions. And so I was like, Hey, like, do you mind if I send some in? And yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Great. Right. And they were so good that you just, just kept it going. Yeah. I never, yeah, I never stopped. And um, yeah, that developed into anyways, writing an article yeah. and yeah, the text, I don't know how it really developed into that. You were just
0: too t- too busy to, yeah, to type it, it out. And you were like, Can you just screenshot the texts? Yeah. And we're like, okay, I guess. Mo and Swiss, so you had to build it all.
1: Yeah, it was it,
2: I mean it was it made it it made it really easily
1: automatable. Yeah. Doing it that yeah. way too. Well I think it was actually more access to the writers, right? Like, I mean writers are impossible to get a hold yeah, of. Yeah. And I didn't have a way to interview them.
0: How about some of them who knew I no idea who you were. And you were no. just like, "Hey, this is Corey Moser from Pulp MX." Well, and then uh, when it <laughs> turned
1: into like me interviewing the like just short, like the yeah. guys said yeah. just weren't qualifying for the race. Right. Which was actually a pretty good idea uh, at a, the time. A really good idea. Yeah. yeah. Um like over the years, I would lose track of these guys because they're not name like mm-hmm. name guys. And I'd go to text them and realize they already had their number and I had already <laughs> interviewed them before. <laughs> so I, I like, you know, I go to inter, you know I go to text and I'm like, oh shit, I've already interviewed this guy before. Like I'd have to like scroll back through. would yeah. be like, okay, I'm going to interview them the same questions, but. And then uh,
2: there was also that period when. It got to the point where the guys would be like looking forward to your text.
1: Like I was expecting yeah, this. Yeah, this is coming yeah, up. I yeah, knew I was yeah, gonna hear from you. Right. Yeah, yeah. like the A Rays or I think Cade too. Right. They're like. Uh, uh, they're like, man. I was rolling around in the third place in the LCQ, and I was like, God damn it. I got to talk to Moser. Fucking Moser's gonna. Take right, right. Right. Because there was a couple where I had like two, three in a row, the yeah. same guy, yep. same like, and they were. Did yeah. anybody
0: ever blow you off really bad?
1: I'm trying to think of anyone really. I can't think of anyone that really blew me off too bad i definitely overstepped a couple times weston pike i <laughs> weston pike I remember they had all those weird or funny like uh like when he was like doing that kick there's like a photo yeah. and okay. they had like all these funny pictures online of him like doing the, oh that's
0: right they photoshopped the, his crash or yes whatever. the yes, photoshops yes, of right. him
1: doing that and i had like I was trying to work that into the interview and it, I only got like two two three photos and he was like not having it right and just like <laughs> stopped responding. And then Jeff Emmings the other one that that stands out. I did like a a New Year's Eve something random. Yeah. And he just was also not having it like just <laughs> stop, like dead stop responding. I'm like, "Well, oh, yeah, went too far." <laughs> right,
0: yeah. Uh it's uh it's pretty funny though. Yeah, coming up on 15 years of uh of podcasting here at the Pulp MX World and yeah, it's uh it's been quite a ride, Swiz. You and remember Swiz where there was um there was a bug going on oh, at Apple mm-hmm. that was downloading, you know, thousands and thousands of podcasts. At one time you said, Hey man, your Paul Feed podcast has like, you know, forty thousand downloads and we're like I'm like, sweet, that's cool. Like, who knew? Paul Feed, people love him. And then soon enough. The, the, the downloads were coming, and that was charging our server.
2: I remember that. So the, people
0: were getting multiple – the, the server was thinking it was multiple pings or whatever, right? Yeah, After I, download, I yeah. remember
2: the day it happened. It was my oldest son's first day of school, and I was at school as I'm watching the Amazon uh, fees just like in real time go up, and I'm like, there's no way this is real. Yeah. And it, at this point, I don't. I, we might have been one of the first content creators to – to zero in on this bug and to make it even known to anybody because it wasn't spoken about There was nothing coming back on a yep. Google search or anything and you could just watch it. And then when you would look at the server logs, it would be the same IP address grabbing that podcast. Yeah. And it wasn't a DNS attack over. or anything. It no. Was, yeah. It was, it was, it was just an iOS bug, an
0: iOS bug. And soon enough, I, th- I want to say like a month into it, there was a thread you found a mm-hmm. thread about, Hey, has anybody else seen this happening? But our, I mean, it was $1,700 in, in Amazon charges for one month or something for a server or whatever. It was
2: like $700 in an hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was flipping out when I was at school. Right,
0: right. So, you know, you think back to that kind of stuff, right? You think back to uh, you build websites, but we needed a show site. Mm-hmm. So we put out a, a – you found a site that
2: – That's the craziest thing ever, Yeah, I think. you
0: found out a site. So basically we were using this program called Drupal, which nobody uses anymore. No. But – swiss found people in russia yep that would you could build a bid on a site and say we have a thousand dollars or whatever yep who wants to build us a website and they did these russians swiss would deal with them
2: this developer's Uh, name was nikita and he's like i sent him the the template that had been designed and he's like yep we like in broken english of course he's like yes we can we can plug this in and make this work when do you want to do it and i was like the ideal time is now at this particular time so that When morning comes and people go to access the site, it's done. And for all intents and purposes, a couple hiccups, but it worked smooth as
1: silk, and we couldn't believe it. Russians. Is that where my website is? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm waiting to hear back.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and included in this 10 years of group text, Swizz was supposed to build a website for Moser.
1: He built most of it. Yeah. In all fairness. But it's
0: not done or nah, we, you're waiting on information
2: or swizz is waiting
0: on info i don't know but
2: we're we're both very laissez fair.
0: myself why and jt are sick about hearing about this website
1: <laughs> yeah the best part is that uh what i i think i paid in full yep and that you paid it, in full like the the day the idea was born and that payment helped pay for a driveway at his last house. A house I no which, longer live in. Yeah, yeah, which is four <laughs> or five years ago, or maybe longer now. It's, yes, it's over eight now. Eight years ago. So yeah, yeah I'm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I still know that he'll finish it eventually. I uh, guess I yeah. don't, I, at this point, I don't know. Uh, I mean, to
2: be clear, it's it's done. Waiting for
1: some feedback. Creative difference, Creative differences, <laughs> as they would say.
0: But uh yeah so those guys we went through that they built us a site you built me a site at one point um yeah and it, you know yeah, logo your, iterations yeah,
2: yeah. um the the apparel stuff that we've gone through
0: yeah you you've designed most of the apparel right that we've done all the logos and everything and, yeah. and everything else um
1: i mean i'm not sure everyone knows but like he's on basically every intro swisscore yeah, every that, that's intro. that's his voice you hear yeah, yeah.
0: it's says the you know did you Metz use network. a
1: distorter on that or
2: initially i was in more recent stuff um i try not to it's kind of dated to do that now
0: i've definitely heard people say like that dude is from the midwest <laughs> oh really yeah oh, yeah yeah because yeah. you do sound that way probably yeah. drink some
1: bad water so, from flint maybe yeah <laughs> yeah
0: uh but it's crazy how much it's grown man and then you know it's funny i think it's funny that like not so much with marks but tits you guys have formed a friendship with him you know just this guy that worked for the show and you know you guys are buddies with him we went mountain biking together
1: yeah know? i mean i don't want to i don't know how even how to put it into terms right but like i don't have i mean i've got a pretty small group of friends and like the people i know through the show like they're at the top of the list, of Dave like,
0: Castillo and you guys were in a group text for a while. Somehow, Dave Castillo, stuntman, Godbad, Godbad,
1: yeah. God yeah, he's still right up there. Like, yeah, I mean, maybe I don't talk to him as much as I used to, but yeah, like if I needed to get bailed out of jail, like top five list, yeah, God you bod. guys are all on it. <laughs>
0: uh that that 's pretty funny, as you sold your bike since then you started you have four kids, yeah, you don 't go to Redbud, like not that you 've lost your passion towards moto, you used to ride at no. Swiss corner, yeah, but you know like yeah, like we 've all just had our lives change right or go through
2: yeah it's different not things the the busyness that comes about with yeah. each in each added child in the mix, and yeah, going back to the by thing man when when he was filming Robocop Two in Toronto. Mm-hmm. I was just much like Redbud planning to go and visit Godbot up in Toronto and something came up last minute. But, yeah. Yeah. The the friendships through this show are just nuts. Yeah.
1: Well, like we were talking earlier about, like, the inside jokes that are, you know, talked about on the show to just go back, you know, 15 years or 12 years or whatever it is. All the stories, yeah. Yeah, and, I mean, at this point you wonder how many people, like I've listened to every Pulp Neck show and I would – damn near every podcast that you've done mm-hmm. you know um i can't keep up with all of them anymore because you have so many but you know so short of like the fantasy ones i think i've listened to almost all of them and like how many people have done that like
0: yeah yeah that's the the, the the amount of people and that's why when i meet people with races up they they feel like they know me or my wife because you just i've been in their ears for 15 years yeah you know what i mean i'm just yeah. talking and and then, you know, all the things that come up in the course of a year of podcasting, right? And all the mm-hmm. ins and outs and Chick-fil-A and Watson and-, and uh, So many stories. Doon And, hey, so uh, Marks had just started with Pulp answering the phones, and he claimed that he could do a backflip, that he could learn one. And Randy Richardson knew Travis Pastrana. And then I said, Swiz, you have the video camera, because we ha- Pulp Max made a video camera purchase at
1: one point. Mm-hmm. Well, now, small man, s- big heart.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, uh, let me talk about that, too, later on. And I'm like, Swizz, you have the video camera, so you have to fly to Maryland and watch our new phone guy maybe die. But whatever, get it all on camera. I was so down for that. And you never met Travis before, and you just showed up, and you guys were at Pastrana's for two days, and it's on YouTube. Marks does a backflip, and Travis teaches him how to do it, thanks to Randy, and Travis couldn't have been any cooler, right? Nope. He, he
2: He is exactly who
1: you think he will be. Yeah. From everything you've known, Entry. out of all the things you've done on this show, that might be the craziest. Yeah, that a guy up did a yeah. backflip in right. a day and a half. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. And Swizz was there to edit it and film it and everything else. And and then Swizz, yeah, I forgot about that too. Like Moser brought that up. You've caught you came to Florida with me twice, I think, right? To down to Florida to to film AC, oh,
1: AC, uh,
0: yeah. RV, and all that. Yeah, yeah.
2: That was that was the first mind blow of my time at pulpit max man mm-hmm. just to to even get the phone call to to go to florida for 10 days and end up going to daytona and yeah. staying at timmy's going to chad's going to rv's oh
1: the belt the belt debacle yeah.
2: yes yeah dream come true that and <laughs> little um, red dog
0: yeah just, you know that, like <laughs> y- that's i forgot about that till he yeah you were down you push, was
1: somewhere? it evan pushed evan off the bed
0: yeah it was evan yeah <laughs> the amount yeah.
1: of stories tonight that have come up Do crack me up.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's amazing, right? The craziest
1: thing about Evan is
2: that's still the him at that age is still what I see in my mind's eye. It's to see him now as a yeah on the cusp of turning pro. Yeah, back then, riding was not something he was interested in. He would he had a bike, but yeah, he was just
0: a little kid. Welcome to my world, bro. I'm gonna be asking (laughs) him how his setup is here at some point, right?
2: (laughs) Very soon.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, God, we've, you know, we've come a long way. And, and you know, Swizz, I, I'm like, hey, I want to start the Moto 60 show. And, all right, how do we do that? You know, live show. How do we set all that up, right? And then we dial that in. And, you know, yeah, it's been just one evolution after another.
2: So much work. So much just continual progress. Just, like, yeah. a natural flow of progress from 2008 till now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, better mixer boards, better phone equipment, better servers. So many cords. So many cords. <laughs> yeah, I'm so
1: blown away on the cords. Like almost every idea hit, right? The only one I can think of that didn't was what was like the daily stream of yeah. ProMoto Talk. Promoto talk. Promoto talk. Yeah,
0: it didn't work. Built a site. Uh took it took the it idea. It's a good idea. Took it after uh was well, basically what Vital's doing now, which is uh the moto aggregation of the headlines, right? So they're taking. If you go on Vital MX, they take Pulp MX shows and they take Whiskey Throttle shows and everybody else and puts puts them up on the website as just hey. They they give full credit. They don't take it as their own. Yeah, like they even just, the
2: clips that Roto yeah, posted. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, and they just take it and say hey, come to Vital and learn what everyone else is doing. And that was the idea behind Promoto Talk. I'm going to take Racer X headlines and Transworld headlines, and then do that. And yeah, I never really got any traction. I broke a couple of stories on there and i got racer x a little upset at me because i saved them for there instead of racer x website mm-hmm. where they were like hey why did you why did you tell us that and i was like oh, i'm kind of getting trying to get the new site subtraction right yeah. um like the, i think the bubba running a um a bridgestone or a dunlop mm-hmm. instead of a pirelli that was on there yep um and the, yeah it didn't really work but i think every show has worked to an extent you know every podcast show has worked yeah
2: like, i'm s- the only one that's still kinda puzzles me that it doesn't have the volume of subscriptions that I would expect it to be would be re erasables.
0: It's well, when you think about it, it's a brand new show still, it's two years old. Yeah. And the amount of podcasts now that people have to find yep. and subscribe to we're we're like ESPN, right? We're just ingrained with people in those other shows, in the Pulp show and in Steve Mathis show but we gotta fight on the re raceables to get into people's feeds. But yeah. you're right. It's if, a... it,
2: if, it, if we had added to the, oh, the, the Steve, Steve Max. Yeah, be, for be sure.
0: And, and honestly, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to try something new. Mm-hmm. Uh that show's awesome. Ouija and I have a great time on that. So and good. It's really fun to do. So um, you know, that that is a good yeah, that's a that's a really fun show to do. Uh but yeah, man, what a what a ride. What a what what <laughs> just starting a pot my first podcast was like um with Wygant. Mm -hmm. And then I was going to come out with it. And he's like, you can't come out with me as your first ever show. (laughs) Like he said that. And then, so I did Chad Reed. So I talked to Chad because I was just fresh out of Yamaha by then. And then Chad went up as episode number one. And then Weege went up as episode number two. Um, The
2: irony of that is that now in the Steve Mathis show feed, the highest listened to shows are the ones with you and Weege and JT.
0: Yeah. The race reviews get more than individual stuff, which shocking. which, you know, that's another job you do for us. So you uh, uh, do the graphics for us. You do social media graphics, um, video stuff. Roto handles the Pulp Show stuff. You handle most everything else video-wise. And then, yeah, if I need stats or I need, you know, you calculate all the stats for the shows. Social stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's all your your gig right there. But um, And then, you, you know, I've got you integrated with Roto and Marks now, which, I mean, obviously, Marks, you, you've known. But I kind of want all you three guys to... Bounce ideas off each other and work off mm-hmm. each other, which I feel like it does, right? Yeah, so, yeah.
2: We're, I, I feel like as as simpatico as three personalities who right aren't geographically near each other, <laughs> yeah, see each other. We're we're all really on the same page when it comes to work ethic and yeah. and knowing a good workflow,
0: right? And uh, tits is like the uh, I don't know. He's like the angry uncle. The angry uncle, yeah. All he does is answer the phones. That's, that's he has no responsibilities, and doesn't choose to have any outside of answering the phones, which is fine. That's what we pay him for.
2: He's Bill Murray of the Pulp
1: MX universe. Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> just, just yeah. Okay. Bill Murray. Yeah,
0: that might work, right? Yeah. That and
1: like the best part of that is he like no discretion. It's like full front. Like this yeah. is this is all I'm yeah, willing to yeah. do. Yeah, like, and
0: and I don't want to do anymore. And, like, and what time
1: is it? Yep. Yeah.
0: And we need to go. Right. Right. And and yeah. I, and, and then when I'm like, yeah, you're. Really, like on a Moto 60 show, almost every – I'm like, dude, great show today. And he'd be like, thank you, thank you. Because <laughs> he won't – you know, like he won't, he'll just sit there in the corner, like just stare into the space.
2: He's like, meh.
0: Right, right. <laughs> He's, so – Oh, classic. And then Talon, Talon, the new guy, still new guy. So yeah, still, yeah. Still learning He's got a
2: little bit of tits in him.
0: Yeah, he does, he does. Yeah. Just
2: kind of – like you what i am is what you get you yeah. see what you get i'm punching like the clock no man i'm yep. punching
0: the clock uh you know i'm here but i get may not done. i may not all be here
1: yeah uh, i mean they show up every week so that mean
0: yeah yeah i know for sure <laughs> um and then uh, you know i the show really started taking off with watson obviously paul Lindsay split watson came on board he brought some sponsors including the late coy gibbs right and uh and watson was early like those first couple years of kenny if people want to go back and listen to the archives like he is a loose canon
1: there was some great episodes and some rough ones yeah where you were like pull i mean you're carrying the show
0: yeah yeah he he was (laughs) tenfold he was a roller coaster when it was good it was good yeah and when it was bad
1: the the carry
2: hard episode was rough
1: which one? When he was in, came when he couple, was in studio, Kerry came a couple times, and the one when, yeah, yeah. when Watson ended up leaving, that was a different one. Wasn't that was it? a different one. Yeah. That
0: was Dan Dunes and Cox, and he just left. Oh,
1: that one was rough. Yeah. I think I even called in on that one. That Did you? Was, yeah, <laughs> one of my one of my life regrets. <laughs> God,
0: you think about all that stuff we've done, right? All and then we you know we had a couple porn stars in studio. We had uh, uh, Mercedes Terrell uh, came in, Brady Bowers came in. We had you know Monster Girls. Yeah. Uh, we've had a ver- uh, Kelly Stavis came That's in. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Um, you know, she's she's big time now. She's big time NASCAR mm-hmm. uh, pit reporter. So, um, yeah, it's funny to see. think all the people who have come through the studio or whatever at one point. I Maybe. wish we
2: still had that clip that was lost in real time when Watson and Lindsay almost came to blows. Like yeah, show nine, I think. Yeah,
0: yeah, show seven or nine. Or, yeah, and then with the server dropped out, and this like forty-five minutes is gone. <laughs> um, is it Lizzie
1: Bowers? No, no, Paul Lindsay. Paul. Oh, Lindsay. Paul. <laughs> Paul Lindsay, and they
0: were arguing about uh, a penalty of J Law, I think, and they just, and it was just great. It was fantastic, and it's gone forever. I just
2: remember after the show, you're like, in a in a text with me and Tits, you're just like, guys, you don't understand what we don't have on audio right now. Yeah, that just happened.
0: I, I don't even know. Yeah, I don't even know uh, what happened or how did I lose that or, I don't know. Like sometimes so. You know, you have the stream, and then you have that drops out, and then so people can't hear live. But I'm always making a backup recording, mm-hmm. and but sometimes that backup recording would 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 pause and get janky, and I don't remember what happened. Yeah, I don't even remember. But
1: I mean, I feel overall, you've had very few audio well, issues.
0: You think of 550 pulp shows, and I don't know, Swizz. What do you think of the other numbers are?
1: I I edited
2: them up before. It's oh, you did. I can't remember what the number is off my head, but it's ridiculous.
0: We, sh- we need to find out. No, you, many-
1: you say it at the beginning of like every
2: poll.
0: No, but he just rounds it up. I know. No, that was. Oh, oh, yeah.
2: That's downloads, but actual. Yeah, it does. It does say <laughs> in the intro of the Steve Mathis show how many shows there are. Yeah, but, yeah, but way how more many than years? That now. How many years old is that? <laughs> that's <laughs> only two now. And what if you count two the two old, 6, What if you count
0: the Moto, Moto sixty and you count the Privateer shows?
2: I think I do because I think that um, before the Steve Mathis show intro. When I'm just doing like the mm-hmm. the fan thank you mm-hmm. and yeah. mention of the sponsors and stuff, it, it it it's all inclusive of the whole network of everything. Yeah, yeah. dude. But I, yeah, that was wasn't that's two it, years? And,
0: and wasn't it uh, a couple of years ago you did? It was two point five million or something downloads. Oh,
2: way more. Was it way more? Yeah, it's it was it was closer to eighteen. I think the
1: last time I did it. Eighteen million. Yeah, it's <laughs> crazy. Think oh, about that. oh, I don't want to forget to bring up the year in podcasts. Oh. Oh, You're yeah. in review, in yeah. review. Yeah. How many years did we do it? 2 Four. or 3? 4. Yeah, I think 2 or
0: 3, but And anyways. they
1: were good. People enjoyed them. I'm not going to lie. They were I miss them. Yeah. Yeah. And so now I'm going to go on my rant because I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I er- didn't race I didn't get fucked once, <laughs> but
0: twice. So, for people who knew that Year in Review, Moser would go through every show and clip it.
1: Well... Clip the good ones. No, originally, I'm not sure I did it all. We, I would, think, s- we would do every other. Okay. Yeah. So, it's, like, it was definitely... It's a lot of work, right? Yeah, so, yeah. as you're listening to the show, anything you f- deem important, you would uh, note. And then you'd also have to, like... So, you'd have to, like... If I'm driving, I'm trying to note that, oh, this, this clip is important. And then also, like, explain what it is. Yeah, notating is the, is the rough part. Yeah, that's the part. <laughs> anyway, so, like, you're doing this... For an entire year. Mm-hmm. And then Swiss Corps would have to, like, go through all of these clips, make it into a show. First couple of years, I think we even, you, like, would call me or mm-hmm. Ed, we'd, like, kind of debrief yep. what happened first. Like, I mean, there was a lot of work involved. There was a lot. Yeah, I mean, even after all the shows were
2: made, we to sit there and, and go through and cover... The the clips that were
1: coming up in each one, it was still a lot more work after that. I remember that. one year, yeah, we sat there for, and I was doing the least amount of work. We were just like listening to clips and going back through them several hours. Mm-hmm. And you were cutting all this stuff. But the part that I'm still, yes, to this day, bitter about is I did a whole year. I thought you of, did two. Yep. Oh, 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 oh. Just wait. A whole year of, of noting clips. And you're like, I'm too busy. I can't do it. Like, no, this is like going into the first of the year, like, bro, I can't do it. I'm like, no, you don't understand. I just spent 12 <laughs> months, 12 months noting clips and marking them, like, with, like, the relevant, like, yeah. donation of what they're about. And this was when Marks started, started here. And he goes, Marks goes, okay, I'll do it next year. So... <laughs> A whole other year goes by, I, I note a whole other year of clips. And Marcus goes, I'm too busy, I can't do it. So <laughs> two fucking years, <laughs> I'm driving around, stopping my workout, whatever the hell I'm doing while listening to the show, making, like, noting the time, time stamping it, then making a note of what it's about right. so it's relevant to something. And neither one of them got used for two years of my life. <laughs> they didn't get used. I'm still a little bitter. Yeah. I don't know how many years ago this was. <laughs> valid. It's, oh, valid. it's totally valid. And the the only part that pisses me off is, like, the year interviews, they're good. Like, I would go back right now and listen to them, and they're still great. Yeah. yeah. No, like, I, I would the like highlights? To, I would like to do that. They're I, needed. I, 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 yeah, yeah, I would like to do it. I feel so. like there's got to be someone out there with how big of a listener audience you have that can do this and get some sort of credit for a class or something, you know, school or whatever where they you know there's enough value there that they somebody would do it for some reason other than me being a dumbass and do it two years in a row not getting any nothing out of it not even the not even the value of getting to listen to it we
0: had a guy doing it like recently and we were putting them up uh we we're saving him, right swizz yeah
2: we they are saved i I he was sending he, us a spreadsheet. Yeah, a spreadsheet. Um, I don't think he's done. He's done. It's been a while. It's I been think, a while. Yeah, I think he got busy as well. It happens. Yeah, it's yeah, weird. Right. Weirdest thing.
0: <laughs> 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 poor Swiss.
2: I plan. Poor Swiss. No more Moser. Ah, Swiss. I totally plan to to make that catalog, that back catalog of year interview shows, up to current when time permits. I I fully they they've got it exist. What do you mean? To go back and start from where the year interview shows stopped oh and you, you and do, can't them. do that's too they got to be done
0: that's too much work
1: no at this point, like you we're so far we we're so far along, I don't know if anyone can go back and listen to all the the volumes too big yeah right?
0: i I th- agree I think so i don't
1: and let alone like pull clips like i don't know well i
2: I disagree solely because in year one, it was september at a, a September, October, when you're like, hey, what do you think about a year in review show? And I was like, first I shit my pants, and then I was like, yeah, that needs to happen. Yeah. And within, at that point, we didn't, I didn't do the first handful of shows from the year just because they were kind of finding their stride, mm-hmm. not not so great uh, content flow-wise. But but that first year, I, I'm pretty sure I built the whole year in v- review show from finding out that we we're thinking about it to the time it was available in a month and a half.
1: Yeah, you went on a bender, and that it was rough. It, I it think affected that's, my health. That's where I, yeah, no, that's where I think I stepped in for the next year to help because my bro, like, let's try and plan yeah. ahead better.
0: Uh, Thirteen years now. Well, I'm just saying, like, the there's 13, there's no way so.
1: you're going back. Like, it's it, we're too far in. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, think about it. It's five hours every Monday. And there's, what,
0: 40, 40, 40 <laughs> a year, 40 to 45 a year.
1: Yeah. That's but podcast th- players play at double speed now if you want. Yo, I listen to, like, double speed's like you're listening to the Chipmunks. But still, even then. I'm never saying never. You're not going to talk <laughs> to me either, never. What? Bro. Uh,
0: yeah. What, fun times, for sure. Um, <laughs> I like I like the fact that all these people – work for us and they never really intended to they just <laughs> hey they offered some stuff and they get sucked into the vortex <laughs> and now marx is probably like every monday like what am i doing with my life i'm doing you know swizz is like what the hell how much more
2: would marx love or enjoy pulp without fantasy
0: mm, yeah that's a good question i i do feel like he's got the fantasy thing rolling okay now but
1: the first it, couple of years. It took years off his life.
0: Oh, 100%. Yeah, he's died yeah, a couple of years earlier. Yeah. For sure.
1: Which, like we were talking about earlier, though, like anyone that's like in the code industry or some sort of like IT, they generally underestimate the amount of work. Yeah. Something's yeah. going to take. Yeah. Like I feel like. Even, Every,
2: everyone's an optimist until. Yeah. They're like, oh, it shouldn't <laughs> be that bad. Yep.
1: And then they start the coding and they're like, oh. And I mean, I, I can barely send an email. So like I'm not an IT guy at all, but like. Even I, more than once, Swiss court, you've told me, oh, this should be no big deal. And you're like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. this yeah. is more work than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Constant. Yeah.
0: It's been a ride. Yeah, for sure. Uh, like I said, 13 years of Pulp X show and 15 years of podcasts. So we're, we're keeping going.
1: Finally got to meet him in person. Yep. Love you, buddy. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> right back at you. Uh,
0: thank you for coming in for the dinner. both thank of you, you. for thank, having Thanks us. for all your contributions to Pulp and, of course, Marks and tits and talon and and past past workers and past people
1: and well uh, thank you for dinner that was fun yeah
0: yeah it was fun Just to uh, to see you guys meeting each other and uh, <laughs> and yeah so it's finally happened and uh, yeah let's keep the pulp mex uh, empire rolling here I guess that, that's the bottom line uh, thanks boys thank you
1: that.
2: This has been the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires, Renthal, Motorsport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. Thanks for listening and supporting our partners.